I want the first thing recorded to be a steal all your cocaine along with your life. <laughs> <laughs> It's incredible. You may have made that. <laughs> yes, I think it is. Um, are you going to say that when you go up? Against the ninja. Unless, of course, you're uh, a friend. A friend? <laughs> a friend? <laughs> <laughs> long would you be a friend for <laughs> i guess if you had to ask and i had to think about it it turned <laughs> with loyalty and honesty i'm answering would you be together for that time uh, until the yeah, end yeah, uh, yeah apparently uh, you're forced as, in my hand yes i would as the um as the riff tracks version said uh these people are um they, they have some speed to uh, type thing where they're not allowed to be five more than five feet apart at any given moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's that's for the grape claws, so they can feed each other grapes. The grape claws, exactly. <laughs> and when you sign a lease, folks, anyone out there listening, look out for the grape claws. <laughs> now, K Cam has to feed you grapes at any point. Is it? <laughs> the five foot rule. Apparently, the seventies uh, porn star and budget Oscar Isaacs get a pass on it. <laughs> Exactly who you're talking about. The drummer and the guitar player. Absolutely. I was I was gonna ask you I was gonna ask you which guitar player, but only one actually played a guitar yes. in there. And the other it, one just kind of held it. That's sometimes. Tough. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Sometimes just like took it off in the middle of the song. So <laughs> while we're on the topic, I want to know how you get such good tone without being plugged into an amp. I haven't figured that out yet. That is the secret. It's you don't plug into an amp. That's the cleanest tone there is. Like, wait, there's no wireless system or anything plugged into the guitar. It's just well, that's how good there. That's where all the budget of this small club went. The <laughs> future is the, does the power of Taekwondo allow them to transmit passive signals. Look, Never guys, yeah. like, <laughs> like, look, I'm, I like, I'm going to drop rank on y'all a lot on in this episode. Of course, um, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I, I might, you know, be. Low on the rank. I don't know if any of you have taken Taekwondo, but I was a green belt. Oh, damn. And so um, I like, uh, I guess I, I can make the guitar sound without the amp. Oh, I, I they, knew they it. They taught you that technique. <laughs> they did. Yes. Uh, I can. I can also play the guitar without it actually being near me. Oh. <laughs> is, that like one of, <laughs> is that one of the final katas? That's incredible. <laughs> yes. You do the open palm strum. <laughs> right. I I can also I also have the talent of doing uh doing things to press girls on campus and not getting the attention of any of them. Oh and yeah. So, so is that kind of a rite of passage for uh Taekwondo uh trainees to go? It's not it's not getting not getting laid. <laughs> oh that 
but practicing practicing in a in a in a college campus in the, on the middle of the uh, the, the courtyard. <laughs> Is that like a, a thing? Like, oh gosh, I have so many questions about this. About like how how this guy clearly in his thirties or more mm-hmm. is just living and hanging out with these <laughs> college guys and beating them up on campus. You know, it, like in these in these practice, uh, you know, sparring sessions. And why, like, why has he not been picked up by police at this point? Like, <laughs> even before the, you know, the mayhem and murder, like, <laughs> why, why has he not been arrested by campus police for just being a creepoid? That's a valid <laughs> question. And I'm glad that you're not still talking about how you got your green belt. I realized the transition was happening. <laughs> We're going to change topics. <laughs> But yeah, so you bring up a lot of salient points about, uh, you know, uh, the college campus security and how aware they were of true murders just going on as well as Taekwondo practice. It's fine. Uh, The Taekwondo doesn't work on attracting the ladies. They're all into the Brazilian jujitsu now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That was one of my points. How to make this movie better. BJJ. Oh yeah, get a little little capoeira going. Yeah, like, look, have we? Have we had a BJJ movie yet? Uh, no, I don't think that there, there is. Well, there's BJ, would, there's BJJ and the Bear. If but. if there's <laughs> one like this, I want it made. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Look, look, I guarantee you, it's going to be like this because BJJ <laughs> people are insufferable and full of self-importance and won't listen to anyone, and so they're going to make a movie exactly like this one. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I uh, took, we should we should I have rank in this, this, right? I, I only took one. Oh, month we should we should officially BJJ. start. I guess you, you're right. did you did you stop going? Because I'm proud of you. Um, I, I stopped going because I have work obligations that are going to take me away for a while, so I couldn't continue. That's a cop out. Kind of. I want to go back. They, they keep calling you. It is like Vader, kid. Like I'm down on the map, oh, Matt. I want you to climb on top of me. We can wrestle. <laughs> It'd be better than everybody. I told him I'd be back in two weeks. And that was like four months ago. No, <laughs> see, like, look, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to send them, I'm going to send them, a, I'm going to send them an email like thrash, like, like thrash's Monday morning email. Um, that, uh, he's just going to have this video. <laughs> That was beautiful as well. Gosh, I love that clip. Uh, Can you call YK Kim and do that? And it plays, and he's like, "What? Goodbye." (laughs) Never, never say, never, never say that to him. No, no, he's a treasure. He actually is. I was going to save that for later. Oh my god! Okay, Uh, should we introduce what the hell we're talking about, and maybe explain what the fuck the connection is to Miami? No, it's just a preamble. Hey, we lost all the listeners. We probably should. <laughs> you get the and the answer to your second question is drugs. <laughs> that, that is the connection to Miami. The only Ninjas, one I, I drugs. Can, I, Miami. 
<laughs> Those are these Welcome are the Miami. Yeah, they, 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 this is the Miami ninjas. <laughs> yes. Also, ninjas. Uh, ninja. Ninjas love to be stealthy, right? So the vehicle of choice would be the loudest possible vehicle. <laughs> motorcycles. <laughs> can I? Yeah. Can I? Can I? Okay. I know this is farther in the movie. We're going to talk about it more. Yes. But they're like they're like the ninjas are breaking out to go like attack the good guys. <laughs> And they like, like try to do like the, the crouch run across the bridge. And they're like, they're like jumping over walls and stuff. And then they like, they like bounce on their little springy board. Like, why don't the hell don't you just take the fucking road? Like, <laughs> do you have to go through the weird crap every time? Do you, do you take the springy board with you? <laughs> like, Oh, it was a good attempt, but uh, you should probably actually get to the fucking introduction. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, we this is this is our second uh, great, great, great bad movie that we have watched. Uh, this movie is Miami Connection, um, and uh, I don't. I, what's I? I can't remember whose whose suggestion this was. I have not. I had not seen this movie until this week. I've watched it twice. This was my suggestion, and I'm very yeah, happy that everyone agreed to it. And uh, any future episodes we do of this, I, I defer to you guys to choose because I have already gotten my bucket list of getting to talk with my very good <laughs> friends about Samurai Cop and now Miami Connection, which has truly been an obsession of mine. Like I said, I, I bought the Blu-ray from Draft House after basically Googling what are the greatest bad movies of all time. That's how I found The Room. It's how I found Samurai Cop, and it's how I found this. And this, the, I was lucky to do it in 2012 because that's how I got my movie poster and sleeveless tee that says Dragon Sound. And uh, oh, yeah, awesome. I, it's yeah. it's just beloved to me. I, I have watched this movie countless times. All right. So this Thank is you. this is I mean, this is but easily a vanity project for this cat. Y.K. Kim, who is uh, a Korean Taekwondo master mm -hmm. who came to America and found his way you know, uh, uh, you know, on a connecting flight to Miami and, uh, made his way to Florida and opened a school. And, uh, you know, as he's teaching a bunch of people decided apparently to make a movie. Um, my favorite part though, is when he's talking about this, like in the, in the one, one interview that I looked at and y'all have looked at, at more than I have the, the one interview I, I looked at, he was apparently discovered by this director, Richard Park, who de he describes as having directed a, a, like a famous action director. And I don't know who told him that. <laughs> Probably I Richard don't know, Park. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that had to have been that call. And like, and this was this was a, like this was you know mid eighties. Um, you know, this movie came out in eighty eight. And so, I, like, they didn't have IMDb at the time, and so I'm sure he couldn't look that up. But, you know, even, you know, 40 years after the fact or uh, 35 years after the fact, he apparently never looked this guy up as like, hey, he hasn't directed shit. <laughs> yeah. In his defense, I did look the director up and I couldn't find anything on him. I right. was no, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing no, absolutely. on this guy. Absolutely. And, and I think at some point in the film, didn't he like leave, go back to like Korea at some point? Did like, he? Yeah, I don't think he finished the movie with him. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's I, I'm, I may be wrong on that, so so please someone out there fact check me. But like, I read something like when he left, I was like, he left. And did did but the research doesn't talk about the director a lot. Well, oh, no, reason. this is 
Yeah, the making of documentary. The only the in uh, you know uh, information I have on that is the cast just saying he was a no nonsense director, and like yep. apparently it was a very you know very unscripted movie. Uh, another thing is the what? the drummer. Yeah, isn't that crazy? The drummer Joseph Diamond, YK Kim. Uh, Joseph Diamond was one of YK Kim's students, and he's the, the drummer in the movie. And basically, YK Kim uh, asked him for help with presenting this to Hollywood as an official screenplay. So apparently, he wrote or he read eight different books on the Hollywood formula for screenplays on how to present mm-hmm. a movie, and just basically introduced an outline. Uh, to the the cast so it was amazing that this oh. even got structured the way it did uh for that reason so i think yeah richard park directed but a lot of it was just yeah everybody collaborating this, this was one of my favorite parts like in from the credits like the credits are going on and then and then it says uh okay it says a uh, story by richard park and yk kim screenplay right. by joseph diamond and then it cuts to ninjas because yeah and then it comes back and it says written and directed by Richard Park. Richard. I was like, do you think we forgot what we just saw? <laughs> it's such a scattershot explanation. It's so funny to hear them talk about it in interviews where Joseph Diamond, look, he looks overwhelmed in the interview he gave. And this is years later sitting next to YK Kim. And he was like, uh, yeah, I basically read eight books on the formula and had very little time to do it. And, uh, it was a very, um, I mean, it was daunting. <laughs> He's very honest about it. But it's so funny. I had to avoid the stupid cocaine. <laughs> yeah, Jeff and his gang and stupid cocaine. <laughs> you um, got the inflection of that phrase perfect. Right. <laughs> I've seen this movie a lot. <laughs> uh, can we? Uh, yeah, okay, so uh, so Miami Connection is the movie we're talking about. Hopefully, you don't have to have seen it, but we do encourage that. Um, can we Highly con- recommend concurrently it. consume, and that yes. way we can start drinking because this movie's going to get better with booze. Drink. Yes, drink, drink. <laughs> but wait for this. Oh, oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the near. Uh, okay, so my theory on why this movie gets made is that YK Kim saw the Karate Kid, and then he saw the Karate school down the street just blow up after karate kid and he's like oh we should do karate kid but with taekwondo maybe with a miami connection and uh and so then (laughs) that's why this happened he was trying to to promote taekwondo i think it's very clear (laughs) message that that's that was his goal yeah In in the interviews i've seen he's just like yeah i wanted to promote taekwondo but the approach and the execution of that is just hilarious. Well, yeah. So really what, we, what we get is a a rock band, a, a multicultural rock band of orphans who live together and all study Taekwondo with this creepy guy who they gave a guitar to but didn't plug in and who follows them around. And I don't know why YK... Kim thinks he was the star of that movie <laughs> or why he got first billing, except that he paid for it. <laughs> but it and is like clear you said, that he's the creepy old guy who's with all these college kids. Well, like you said, green belt, you're going to pull rank on us. He's their grandmaster. <laughs> what is he? What else is he going to do? He's, he's going to force all of his students to, you know, obey the, the hierarchy. Yes. He's just going back to college. I mean, it's, he just got back from Korea. He's a grandmaster. <laughs> uh, um, 
Should we kind of go into plot and actually try to figure out what the hell this movie is about? Because I'm still not sure. We're going to be here all night. If we're going to deep dive on that, then yeah, we'll basically skip introducing me and Vader, and I think we should just deep dive correct, just directly in. Y'all have been on so much. That's Thrash. That's Vader, kid. Yep. Dulcet tones. Introduction done. Yep. Let's go to the plot. (laughs) First of all, I have to ask the uh, version I watched. It seemed I don't know if it was part of the movie, but it seemed to happen before the movie. Was an introduction on who is YK Kim. Oh yeah, so, yeah, I I, I got that same that version on short, YouTube. <laughs> from that short video, I deduced that he is some weird combination between like Bruce Lee, Frank Ducks, perhaps a little Chuck Norris, and oh, Tony yeah. Robbins. Oh my <laughs> yes, God. yes, yeah, the Tony I, Robbins element, Rave, you nailed it. So I think Rave makes a good point. You have to to for, before we get into this movie, we have to really understand who YK Kim is. He's a grandmaster in Taekwondo who came from Korea. And he wanted to make a movie promoting Taekwondo. English is not his first language. He's never directed a movie before. But this guy is a motivational speaker and a very strong influencer of of people. And it's very impressive because he's got a lot of passion towards it. And like when I watched this movie the first time, I was like, this movie is very endearing. And I can tell these people are putting a lot of effort into it. But it's just not coming out right because they don't know what they're doing. Well, yes, yes, exactly. And that's the heart of the movie. You're exactly right, Vader. It makes it very endearing. I completely agree. And, and like to, um, to spin off that. So uh, just pulling from his Wikipedia article, because this is the, you know, bastion of truth. Um, he in Korea got, uh, uh, made black belt at 13 and it says he's the youngest in Korea to do so, which is pretty freaking impressive. That is damn impressive. And like, and I, and I think all this, uh, like uh, pretty much everybody in this movie is a student. So is, do I understand that right? I, uh, the majority yes, of the cast, all was, the extras. Absolutely. Even, uh, you know, uh, Maurice, Jim, he's, he was a student in, in part of that family, but yeah, pretty much every single person is part of that Taekwondo school. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, I, you know, the, uh, the one thing, the th- one thing we noted about the action scenes is, okay, the choreography it's not great at times. The blocking is terrible because they don't know what the hell they're doing as, yeah. as filmmakers. The the technique is good. It yeah. really is good, and I think they get a lot of good shots. There's a lot. I mean, this very much like Samurai Cop, not with the camera work, but just the fact that it's infinitely watchable. There's a lot of things that trick you into being interested in a scene. Uh, one of my favorite ones that we'll get to if we go in the sequence of the plot or however you want to break this down is the the first time we get to the club, the highball, and it's basically the rival band that is going to hire the goons later to take out Dragon Sound, silently walking into the entrance of the club. At the same time, the club owner comes down a staircase and is they're all making eye contact through this entire silent scene of just footsteps. It's shot really well, but it's absolutely insane of the fact that two groups of people are walking towards each other in complete silence. And then they <laughs> improvise, yell at each other at the same time over each other. He's like, now you get out of there. No, you get out of there. I'm just goddamn band dragon sound. It's so good. I, I have that. If y'all want to hear it, I, I have oh, that dialogue. Please. I have yes. this whole dialogue here. Hang on. You ready for it? Well, okay. Let the only way. I tell we you may what. need to save it. That's true. Let's save it. Let's walk through. Shot. Yeah. Right. Let's walk through uh, at, at least as chronically. Like, look, there's not a lot of plot, and the plot that is there does not make sense. True. <laughs> yeah. But but Prepare let's for start, the ride. Okay. So let's start off in in 
fucking Miami because this is the last time we're going to see this town. Yep. Quote unquote, somewhere <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> right. And that's just, what the Just a reminder, says. folks, the movie's called Miami Connection. Yes, and the, the credit scene is the only scene that's taken place in Miami. The rest <laughs> of it is in Central Florida. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so what 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 happens is this is a uh, this is a drug deal that is interrupted by ninjas, and um, and one of one of my favorite things about this scene is that you get a you know you get like one ninja like well first of all the the freaking ninja army crawl impressed the hell out of me that Those was guys really were good was cool. like they truly were. Uh, but okay. So my favorite, my favorite part in this is like, okay, so all the gangs are like around the, and they're like, Hey, we got the cocaine and they do the thing where they stab the knife into the, into the package. And then, and then they, they taste, they taste it, which the is, stuff. Yeah. which like, if I'm ever undercover, I know what to do. Cause that's what you have to do. Right. You got to, it makes stab it with the knife. And um, <laughs> all these guys in the background, by the way, this is a perfect example of every single background eighties crony looks like the most typical background extra 80s crony. You got great mustaches, great, you know, <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> oh, no, on. look, this this movie's a 10 out of 10 on 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 stashes. It is. <laughs> it absolutely is. So I wrote down some notes about that intro scene. I put Storm Shadow, Napoleon Dynamite, Elton John, Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Storm Shadow. I put down Storm Shadow. Too. Okay. What about, so okay. I also we had Storm Shadow. Yes. <laughs> Is before that we get there, storm before shadow? We, yes, yes. <laughs> before before we get here, so you got these two gangs. They're like, all right, no, this is the good stuff. Whatever, And then you you get the ninja sneaking in, and he gets the ninja star, and he flings it, and then it cuts to the gang, and you're expecting one of them to go ah oh, and grab their neck. That's not what happens. They hear somebody go, ah, and then it cuts again to some random person we've never seen before who just died. Now, it is like, why did you do that cut? That is, <laughs> that's interesting to know because I literally, I will send you the, the clip from the movie I have from the Blu-ray footage. There is literally a ninja star to the neck and it's like a blonde dude in shady sunglasses. Yes. He holds yeah, no, no, the no. ninja star. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, that's, like, all, no, that's all they there. hear. That's it all they there. hear. But like, but I expected the cut to go to the person who was going to die. <laughs> yes, yes. Instead of to onlookers who are watching someone die off screen. <laughs> yep. And his scream came a good full second after yes, the shark hit did. him. Oh, it did. And this, and this is going to start. This is going to start the proud tradition of this movie of the most ridiculous death screams. <laughs> It's all yes. ADR, which I also when I, oh, yeah, all, when yes. I watched it today, I realized we're all orphans was ADR, like completely shot. In a, it's like a completely oh, different. Well, I can code. guess why that was put. Yeah, in Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they, they had they had you, to justify you, that scene. Well, well, I, and I want and I want to tell that story later, but yes, like of course, when we get to oh, that yeah. scene, because yeah, we'll man, I my eyes yes, went yes. wide on that one. <laughs> yes, yes, but yeah. um. So, anyways, the, the ninjas, well, the ninjas do all this stuff. <laughs> Back to the cast for a minute. Did you oh, yeah. all notice uh, Chunk in the red shirt? In which scene? <laughs> oh, yes, Chunk in the opening scene. Absolutely. The cold yes. open, 100%. Yeah. That dude looked like he was 14 somehow. Yeah. Like he he could have been 14. He could have been 34. Uh, oh, he could have been 44. It's honestly, honestly, I'm right off the set of the Goonies with a baseball bat and a red shirt. <laughs> he truly did. It could have been a Listen, main cast. The Miami Ninjas are getting to our youth. Something has to be done. 
It has to be I tell you what, I tell you what, I don't think this is the last time just an onlooker wandered onto the set and became part of the movie. The guy who pours beer on everybody's head, I'm pretty sure he was not part of the cast later. Uh, but oh, we'll that's so that. funny. <laughs> but, uh, also, but, I look at okay. the one guy leans into the beer in that scene, and that yes, takes yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Let's do it. <laughs> He realized he was a little too far. All right. So this, this, this does our first fight scene. And this is the dichotomy of this movie. Like there's some, there's some parts of this fight scene as with most of the fight scenes that are like fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's parts that are not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, and, and it's like, and it's never the fault of the actors. They're doing a good job. It's all the fault of the directing. You're like, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know where to cut. We don't know where to block. We don't know where to shoot from. And, um, and so some of it, it just lands like so bad. Uh, whereas some of it, when they just like by luck, get the right angle on it uh, or the right framing of it, it's like, oh, yeah, that was cool. I love when something sincere that is clearly falling flat in a lot of places can stumble on golden moments like that. And I think this Absolutely. movie has a lot of that. And I that's what I think Vader made a great point about how it's endearing for that reason and how outside of this movie, YK Kim is actually an incredibly positive person. He's a, mm-hmm. a great guy that just I think the world needs more of for people who are just like, no, I want to make people believe in themselves, feel powerful and confident and just, you know, whether you see that this movie and think that it's another thing completely, but he's great. I mean, and I'll say like, and, and we'll, you know, we'll get everybody's answer here, but I have a feeling that uh, like, even though this is my first exposure to Kim, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make fun of him a lot tonight, but I, Ended up really liking the guy, like really that. liking the guy. I love that. And I, I thought about that. He's like, I, I kind of, there's a part of me that feels kind of bad about it because the, the guy like put so much of his, you know, put so much effort into this, but it is what it is. His movie's famous. We're watching this for a reason because this is so bad. It's so good and it yeah. deserves everything, but it's, it's still entertaining, you know, in that aspect. But he's. He's like a super, like you watch his interviews and you hear him talk and you're like, this guy's a great dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish he would have had another opportunity to like make a legitimate film because with his martial arts techniques, he could have really done something. He could have done what he was trying to do like efficiently if he would have had the right resources, I think. I completely right. agree. I think the thing that the magic of these movies at the end of the day is the sincerity and also how that's so easy to make fun of, but also equally easy to respect the hell out of. Because I'm like, you know, I, you know, to make that choice, to, if I had been involved in making any part of this movie, I would be extremely proud of that to this day. And I just, I, you know, this that kind of sincerity is very, like I said, easy, easily mockable. But YK Kim rocks. Yeah, he's great. So let's let's make that a disclaimer. YK Kim is awesome. As we continue on to talk about. Oh, I mean, look, we're, we're going to talk trash about this we're movie. Gonna but, <laughs> we're yeah. going to rail this movie. Yeah. But YK Kim is great. Yeah, absolutely. He's a national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, 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 okay. So th- this, this thing can, this can, thing concludes with the introduction of Storm Shadow, uh, who is the leader of the ninjas. And when I say Storm Shadow, whatever you're picturing, you got it. You nailed That's it. That's him. <laughs> There's a, reason, Storm Shadow. there's a reason we all wrote down storm shadow there on is our notes. a good reason four out of four doctors agree but but what what what's hilarious about this movie is like they like okay so the ninjas fall into this room and they all sit down and they're going to sit down for the next hour they are not going to move 
from this spot <laughs> until the nope. end of the movie. Um, but Storm Shadow, Storm Shadow comes in and he's like, did y'all forget something? Like, like all the fucking money. You forgot like, the what? money. What the hell? What kind of crappy ass ninjas are they? <laughs> yes. What, why are they so bad? Like, they're ninjas. Ninjas don't forget the money. That's why they win. <laughs> no. That's my money. Now, the the song lyric that I've sang before this point is, we'll steal all your cocaine along with your life. That never mentions currency. <laughs> That's true. It's yes. true. It's, yeah, no, they, 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 picked up, they picked up all the coke. <laughs> so if, if I, I do have a comment about about the the, uh, the opening scene to just yeah, to yeah. rewind just a, just a smidge. Of no, please. Why was there powdered sugar underneath the ramen packets? <laughs> that was a note so, I wrote. So that guy could use his sweet switchblade and his Pablo Escobar fedora, and he could taste that sweet sweet powdered sugar. You know, you he's know like, oh, I wish I had a strawberry. <laughs> you know what my favorite flavor of ramen is. Sugar. Cocaine flavor. <laughs> <laughs> and it smells the best. <laughs> mm. I'm just going to pour this in and mix it up. You know, you don't have to put the powder that comes with it on the noodles, right? You can put it it's on like your own noodle. I thought that's like, what the flavor is. Like the people buying from these ninjas. Like, man, these ninjas got the best, got the best Coke, but why does it smell like oriental flavor? <laughs> Smells like the blue ramen. This is it's an essence damn of beef imitation. <laughs> and the ramen really gets you amped up. It really does. <laughs> oh man. Um all right, so we're, we're gonna leave. We're gonna leave Miami. So <laughs> for a while. That was, that was the connection. Time. That was the connection. No. We we that's got the connection, by the way. The drugs. We're gonna, that's we're gonna head up to Orlando. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta sell the drugs in that sweet, sweet okay, club so- and college in Orlando. <laughs> I need to I need to note here because this is important. The c- opening credits is is a very long rock song. Yes, and so it immediately goes into a club where our stars play a very long rock song. Yes, <laughs> like the first fifteen minutes of this movie, two thirds of it is just music. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Teen Wolf two? Quick, quick detour. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> With Teen Wolf 2 with Jason Bateman literally has a three-song montage that plays the entirety <laughs> of all three songs. It is insane. I often think of that same thing, uh, Techno, with the same kind of filmmaking where I'm like, oh, we're just going to have music for a while. All right, I'll hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so it cuts uh, – uh, uh, if, I'm, if I'm getting things out of order, y'all please tell me. But, like, it goes to this club, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, the, the 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 bad guys are coming in, and um, where <laughs> Dragon Sound yeah. is going to start the first time we hear the song that we're going to hear <laughs> five thousand times in this movie. Yes, it's stuck in my head eternally. Here we go. Oh, it's such an earworm. It is. They play to win, people. <laughs> I wish I were a green belt in Taekwondo so I could have that tone wirelessly. <laughs> I do need to. Um, 
I'm going to steal this from Riff Tracks. I'm sorry, Riff Tracks. I'm not going to quote them directly in a lot of things, but the uh, the owner of the club introduced his dragon sound, and he's very excited about it. And at Riff Tracks, they say, if they are half as cool as that guy with the white suit and his hair parted in the middle, we are about to get our asses blown off. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So I do have a question for you, Paul. Yeah. Is uh, the highball the coolest uh, <laughs> nightclub in Central Texas? Or is it the Double Deuce from Roadhouse? Yeah, because Gosh. the man in the white suit said it was. He he claimed it I'm inclined, is. I'm inclined to believe him. I like. I have so many <laughs> questions about this club. Like, we're gonna keep keep having issues with the club. And the first one is like I didn't notice this the first time because I didn't realize that this was the the brotherhood of of rock and roll orphan you know taekwondo <laughs> black belts. But the first thing is is the bassist who is as close to a main character as we really got. I'm sorry, YK Kim, you're not the star of this movie. Michael Phelps, <laughs> <laughs> but he's clearly wearing a red belt. It's true. And, John, and- John's a red belt. They are wearing the pants of their dough box, their uniforms, with their belts on, and they're shirtless, because sure. Tliss. And, and I'm like, why Why are they wearing their Taekwondo uniforms to play this? And then I didn't realize. I realized, it's their bit. Yeah, this is a Taekwondo theme. When we get to the point where you know they offer to write another Taekwondo song and then perhaps break some boards <laughs> while they're doing Oh that. yeah. So before what kind of let's tour? Break, let's break tour. this down real quick. The hottest nightclub in Tex in Central Texas hires a Taekwondo band that sings songs about Taekwondo. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this is their like this is their house <laughs> band. So like this one club of the is, drug dealers are pissed off, right? This this club <laughs> now is you keep so hot. <laughs> is it tech? It has to be Florida, right? <laughs> no, this is Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, no, the no. drug dealers are pissed off. That's one of my favorite line reads is when uh, Jeff, uh, <laughs> we find out the brother of um, you know uh, Jane, who is joined Dragon Sound, walks into the club with uh, Shadowstorm. And he's like, hey, isn't that your sister, Jane? And he's like, yeah, that that is her. I I don't know what she's doing here. <laughs> he's just the right. weirdest long read ever. Yeah, okay. And I'm glad you worded it like that when you know when 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 Jeff notices Jane has joined the band. Because I want to tell you the members, the, the stars of this show. Mm-hmm. There's John. John. <laughs> There's Jane. Jane. There's Jim. Jack. There's fucking Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, we have a Tom, Tom and a Mark. And a Mark. But, and then the bad guy is Jeff. Motherfucker. Yes. This is one of the things. Like, in those ten books of screenplays, some one of those books should have said, hey, let's not have three-fourths of your cast start with a J sound. <laughs> it's you know? true. Although these are, if you think about it, you know, uh, Mark, Jim, John, <laughs> Jack, and all these people, they're the Beatles of this generation. Mm-hmm. And it <laughs> made me, me reimagine this movie just very quickly as if it would have starred the Beatles, but directed in the 60s in the style of help. And I would love to see that movie. <laughs> so I do have to explain myself. I just I just realized that I did something stupid. I referenced Texas, but yeah, I watched we, a documentary. The reason why I brought up Texas is because they flew the cast to Texas 
And then the same guy, the same actor who played the nightclub owner was there, and he said the highball is the hottest club in Central Texas. Oh, gotcha. Because okay. in Texas. And it's stuck in my head now. So apologies, everyone. This movie takes place in Florida. Well, not not in Miami. Not in Miami. Vader, you do not apologize for anything. This this movie takes place in Florida. On a uh, why did I say Texas? On a a wing and a prayer. Oh wait a minute! I watched something that said Texas, but yeah, no, yeah, all right, all right. So about that later. So okay, we got we got a band of these of people who are wearing half their high uh, their uh their dough box. They've. This is their house band in this hot club. Like they're so hot, they don't like bring in like another act. Like there's only one act. You get you get Dragon Sound. That's it. It's a new dimension in rock music, and they're the the resident band. Exactly. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand why this club is cool. <laughs> I don't either. And Vader. And then I'm half the, the time. <laughs> Half the time, Mark, who is who is why kick him. Half the time, Mark is at one point he's clapping along with the song instead of playing. At one point, he's just moving the guitar without actually strumming it. At one point, he t- removes the guitar completely and then hurriedly puts it back on because he realizes the song isn't over. And these my, are the takes they kept. They exactly. <laughs> don't know what they're doing. That's my favorite part of the editing is it's like, oh, we're going to include this shot of him putting the guitar back on. <laughs> right. and you know what? Techno, I, I, I sent you guys videos and I think Vader saw the same thing. But there is a reunion concert of them playing against the Ninja and then, uh, you know, of course, Friends Forever in yeah. 2012. That was and in Texas. I want to send you guys that full video or at least give you some kind of at least a montage of how many people are tuning their instruments on stage while playing both songs. And that's <laughs> it's well, incredible. I like, like, look, I mean, it was it, like I, I forgot which one it was who actually wrote these songs. It's Tom um, uh, Angelo, whatever okay, his Tom, name is. Tom yeah. is clearly yeah. actually playing. Or yes, seventies porn star. But he, exactly, yeah, he, uh, John Oates. Yeah, yeah, John Oates. John Oates he uh, uh, he clearly is pantomiming the right notes. He is. So, so it's like, okay, that guy can actually play. Everybody else is clearly pantomiming, or not at all, mm-hmm. the wrong notes. <laughs> You What's know? funny is I think Tom is the only person in the movie who is not a martial arts student. Yes, I was going to say that. He, that yeah. Isn't it ironic? He's the only musician in a band of people who don't know play music, but he's in in the cast. It's why he got he's cast. fighting. Uh, that, yeah, that's why he, he gets no, captured. And... <laughs> no martial arts experience. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. That's, that's hilarious. And, and I did watch an interview with him, and I love this quote from him because he was talking about what he did in the past. And he said, you know, I had a bitch and mullet. <laughs> and I don't disagree with them. <laughs> no, I don't. No. no, like I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he got cast because YK Kim go, goes, "Oh, John Oates, you 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 write yeah. music for us." He's like, "Yeah, man, <laughs> absolutely." <laughs> like, just bumps him, you know. <laughs> You're famous. We're gonna go. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, and best mustache of the cast. Um, oh, easy, hundred percent killer. Easy, uh, yeah. And, the fact uh, that he doesn't know martial arts is, you know, superseded by the fact of the power of his mustache. He's actually yeah. the most powerful band member. <laughs> Secretly. Sure. I think his mustache is so stacked, it actually absorbed his shirt. 
<laughs> You're exactly right. In fact, he's never uh, shirted in the entire film, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's he's let's be fair. Shirtless. They almost always do uh, are not wearing shirts. And, I, and, and like because of stupid riff tracks, I started to notice that Tom doesn't button his pants either. No, very, <laughs> Just, very rarely. Hey, well, he's busy lead. trying to pick up the ladies on the beach. Exactly. Lead, <laughs> <laughs> you know? lead guitarist in a taekwondo band. <laughs> he doesn't have time to undo that button. You got you to gotta cut out the middleman, <laughs> which is the button in the situation. The ladies have to get to the lead guitarist of the taekwondo band. <laughs> That's right. Gosh. Um, all right. So we learn about these drug dealers, uh, and um, they're very, very upset that, that the leaders um, – who who has anger issues? I don't know if y'all noticed this. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but, Very clear. But, but Jeff Jeff has anger issues in mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, and they um he is remarkably jealous of his sister in a very very weird way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very strange. They there's something the, clearly going on that is not talked about. It's yeah, so says, creepy. It's like, so creepy. So I, I do want to mention the way we get introduced to Jeff is one of the transition scenes that truly sticks out to me because that's the first time we see the University of Central Florida, which will be become a recurring set piece. Uh, we see um, John, the bass player, like you said. Sorry, YK Cam, you're not the lead of this movie. John is <laughs> John is going to walk up to the computer class where Jane is, uh, you know, doing some kind of programming project and he does like this goofy Looney Tunes, like, yeah. Hey, let's get out of here. Like, but yeah. he does it, he does it silently. Hey, 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 do not skip the fact that this computer programming class won fourth oh, place. Oh, fourth in the place. I, have, I have the clip for that. If you that know. Be real, right? Oh, please. <laughs> here, we go. Here, we go. here I have just placed the results of the international programming contest. As you know, we sent a team that came in fourth place. And I think we should make a lot of noise for our team. Hey, everybody, clap! Give <laughs> me first place. Let's keep it up. Uh, okay. Hey, first place Let, is national. Yeah, listening, the nationals is pretty good, you know. Okay, listening to that without without seeing him, mm-hmm. I like. I'm picturing Rick Moranis in that. What's <laughs> so true? And he's <laughs> no, not. You're not far off. What makes this scene even better is that he he says, you know, he congratulates him on making fourth place. And then he goes up to a girl and he's like, good circle. Not good circle. That, <laughs> oh, that was good Jane. Circle. Good circle. Good circle. <laughs> it was Jane. Before then, he's like, before we check on all your projects, I really want to talk about how we got fourth place. And then he walks down the line. And he goes, excellent. Excellent work. Very good. Oh, very good. And then he gets to Jane and he goes, good circle. <laughs> <laughs> Jane, Jane is clear, like Jane is clearly the retard that they just brought along because she's oh, a girl and they needed some some diversity. Good circle, good circle. Good circle. Hey. But based on John, yeah. Go ahead, Rafe. Was that an international programming competition? Like, oh, that's a good question. I said national. Well, no, did he say national or international? He did say national because only we had the clip. Only we had the clip. Roll it back. Let's roll it back. Look, what does he say? Here I have just placed the results of the international program. International. 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 Okay, wow. Did you notice that all of the top winners were from America? From America. It's all America. (laughs) (laughs) We're going international. No one else can touch our programming. That's such a good point, Uh, Uh, Rave. You're exactly right. 
I, I just ran across one of my notes, and this is a good place to put it. It's not a good place to put it. We should have talked about it when, when we had all the J words earlier. <laughs> but um, when we're talking about international, like this band is so diverse. The, the thing I was thinking about was like what this really looks like was is like this is a season of MTV's Real World. Yes. <laughs> where like the like the like all the people in the house decided to form a band. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. And they only one place. about how international they are. Yeah, yeah, no, they had this. They whole do. Thing. That's my favorite. Yeah, one like, of my favorite line reads is like, "Oh, we take over the world with Taekwondo," and he's like, "Hey, speaking of the taking over the world, we should do a tour. What kind of tour? A world tour. A world tour. tour. Like, yeah. We had to walk a us world, to there. A world tour <laughs> after their the house band for the shitty club. Yes, you know now they're planning to do like a, they they like go what to, to like to Ireland." Ireland, Israel, Israel, Korea, Korea. And it's places where Italy, Italy, Italy yeah. yeah, to places where their family, these orphans, their families are from, so that they can play a show and then go to the local Taekwondo places to promote world peace. It's the best, and I also I, the, I like <laughs> the member of the band pitching this is the drummer, which uh, Vader commented how I had the intonation before. I love the way he says Ireland <laughs> instead of Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Ireland? Ireland, and he's like, we could do Ireland, we could do Israel, <laughs> where my parents were from. It's so good, but yeah, the 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 computer programming class introduces us to Jeff, which I refer to as Shark Tooth Darkbeard, which uh, <laughs> may be a D and D enemy name, yeah, to be determined. Yeah. But Shark Tooth Darkbeard is one of the best creepy brothers in a movie because what is his motivation? He's se- he's selling drugs in Orlando to fund his sister's college program, but he's super right. jealous when super she jealous. joins a band <laughs> and, and starts dating this lanky basis. And let's be fair. Like, look, everybody, everybody wants for their sister, for them to date the guitarist or the singer. Nobody mm-hmm. wants their sister dating the bassist. That's no. pathetic. You've got to aim higher. You have to aim higher. And, <laughs> and this, this creates animosity with her. Oh, throughout um, or throughout the film. <laughs> and, oh, you know, I can't wait for the she, end of that she, story. That art. She, <laughs> yeah. She has a quote, and I love this because it just, it's beautiful. I'm going to play it for you guys, but she talks about her brother. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. What? You don't like your own brother? Why? Well, I can't really explain it. I just don't like him. <laughs> well, I can't really explain it. I just don't like it. Him. And it becomes like, immediate. Like it comes immediately clear because the brother comes up on them in the parking lot, jumps out. Oh like, yeah. It comes up as like, oh hey, how are you? You know what? What's your name? What? Who are you? And he's like, uh, I I'm John. And he's like, I'm gonna kill you with a with the spoon. And uh, like immediately starts a fight and goes crazy. And you're if, like, if, if you what hear, the hell is going on? That dialogue. On? That dialogue is great. Whenever so, you keep hearing me shout yeah. a friend, like whenever I shout yeah. a friend, <laughs> this is the scene we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, you have have a friend. Yeah, I friend. have it. Vader oh, has it. Let's go. Yes, Vader. To, here we go. Jeff, this is my friend John. Oh, Jeff, I heard a lot of good things about you. Where'd you find this son of a bitch? He's a friend of mine from school. A friend? He <laughs> 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 escalates so much. And then, the and energy then, escalates so much. Immediately after that, it's like this. How can you act like that? Shut up! What good brother? <laughs> good brother. I love how the drug dealing brother is concerned about who his sister runs around with. Yeah, right? You know like, what? <laughs> Techno, you bring up a good point across the entire movie. 
I truly don't know anyone's motivation in this movie except no. except Jim's. And Jim just wants to meet his father, and God knows we'll get into that. But Oh, gosh. But and- literally, like, there are so many scenes that undersell itself because they actually cut out the justification for why it's happening. The biggest example I can think of is the resident uh, – the, the band that wants to kill Dragon Sound because they want their job back. The lead singer is completely, uh, you know, just – absolutely infuriated about him losing his job so he makes a deal with cocaine jeff (laughs) to take out dragon scene to take out dragon sound and his part of the deal is okay so if you do this for me we'll join up with you and you can keep all the money we make that under that undercuts his motivation 100 percent. there's no motivation in this film and we need we need to point out first of all that this band has gone and threatened the club owner and the club owner single-handedly kicks all of their asses. It's so it's great. Good. It's a great scene. But then he still thinks that if somehow he can kill Dragon Sound, he's going to get rehired. Like hey. you just tried to beat up the owner. Like, and I truly don't get that guy's motivation. Like, because especially when, yeah. uh, after that scene, he decides to take matters into his own hands and he hires all before he even hires uh cocaine. Jeff's goons. He yes. has – they all block off Dragon Sound after their first gig, after this fight. Yeah. Oh, where's Dragon- that, that quote? I, I, I wrote it down because I, I loved this so much. And he, yeah. uh, so he comes up to, to them and says, because of you, I lost my job and got my – ass kicked exactly like, got that's my ass not kicked. What, that's not what you say when you're starting a fight no you don't it is point not. out that you just got beat up <laughs> so that was not their fault you got beat up by a club owner <laughs> I, I do need to read my description of jeff real quick yes okay. please please that's awesome um, shark tooth dark beard you mean no no well yeah the same person but i wrote down bdu pajamas and a raptor claw earring <laughs> I love that you chose I Raptor. Could... That's good. Gosh, he's um, he's just over the top. He is. He truly. Yeah. Is. So yeah. So he 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 decides. All right, I'm going to hire all these goons, and we're going to beat them up on the street. And now he's dressed. Now, also, if you want to picture this scene, just imagine this guy looking like. Uh, have you ever seen the um, music video for "Come On Eileen" by Dexy's Midnight Riders? Yeah, he's dressed, he's yep. dressed exactly like that with the, the red kerchief on the neck, like the the black sleeveless <laughs> tee. He, yeah. he literally looks exactly like Dexy's Midnight Riders, which I imagine is the band that is fighting Dragon Sound. <laughs> yes, <I laughs> come on, Eileen, get away from Dragon Sound. Come on, Eileen, let Jeff sell his cocaine. <laughs> You get free college, just dump that bassist. <laughs> Come on, Taekwondo is the best movie. <laughs> All right. So they now now he's gonna get his ass kicked for a second time because um like the guys in Dragon Sound are all black belts. Except oh. Except for John, who is a red red belt. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so he, like, they they whoop their asses. And, and like, and I'll, like, this is a really good fight scene. Like, there's some goofy cuts in this, some goofy ass cuts, but there are some choice 
cuts in this fight scene. It is truly shot beautifully too. Like what road are they on? I know there's like a red neon light of like a bank, like a skyscraper nearby them, but they're on a cobblestone road that is lit beautifully for this scene. I'm not kidding. Like cinematically, which, uh, which it looks great. Which is all accident. Which is all accident. It has to be. It has yeah. to be. This doesn't look like the welcome wagon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the first line for the guitar. What, what I love about that that line is like that, like that would make sense if they're driving up. But he doesn't say that <laughs> and like everybody's out of the cars and they're already threatening each other. Yeah, it's like it's like, well, yeah, like, I mean, we're past that. Like, did you just did you just think of that? Like you're like, man, like two minutes of, man, I got to think of something clever here. Actually, yeah, it's Over. a great it's a great point, Techno, because this is basically like hitting the Warriors level of like gang members <laughs> coming out of every it nook and cranny of the that. street. It really it did. did. There's like yeah. Warriors about to come out to play. And then the, the first line read we get from uh, Angelo, the only non-martial artist in the film, is... <laughs> Looks like a welcome wagon. Welcome And and this is uh, and we mentioned that we mentioned the beer guy before, and this is why like I think that this guy just wandered on set because they're just like they're like all they're like like you know uh, you know having a pissing contest, chest puff, uh, puffing. You know they're just like oh yeah, I'm gonna beat you and you're the reason I lost my job. I got my ass kicked and all this stuff. And then this drunk guy's like I'm a I want some beer and he just kind of saunters over and like. All action stops. He's like, yeah, hey, that's a beer. And he pours it on the first guy's head and the second guy's head. Then he leans over and the third guy's like, okay, you're going too long. Let me let me put my head we under it. And lean into it. Exactly. <laughs> that's the take they kept, as we will stress yeah. throughout this film. I and love yeah, that so I much. thought that the dialogue that YK Kim and the bass player John had with with the uh the previous band member was great. And uh oh, I got yeah. that too. Hang on. Yeah. Listen to me. I don't want to have any trouble. I just get the job from Asian. Don't bother us. <laughs> don't bother us. Let's go to the club and talk to the owner. He gave us a job. We just worked there, you know? It's nothing to do with us. It's nothing to do with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I'm love that. strong Rocky vibes from him. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's nothing to do with us. I love that. I love that first line from YK Kim. Uh, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> it's incredible. His line reads Gosh. are on. They're mostly ADR, but they really do work. This, is, this is why Y King Kim is not the star of this movie. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, cutting back very quickly to the Jeff parking lot scene that we referred to uh, about yes. 10 minutes ago. Uh, he had, he basically confronts Jeff in that scene before all, all shit breaks loose. And he has this great <laughs> – he's like, I'm not afraid of you at all. Oh, it, it repeats itself. It perfectly. Are, you, are you ready? Are Please, you ready? Vader. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. You don't scare me at all. <laughs> I knew. I, I, yeah. Some misunderstanding. <laughs> what I'm glad we have a soundboard. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> he is basically like the uh, AOL mail program voice you used to hack your yeah. system with in like the late nineties. Like, I, I want Man, this to sound like, different. <laughs> Dude, like I had a Korean, like my master uh, in Taekwondo. Did I mention I was in Taekwondo? You uh, did. I think um, I, briefly. My, my master and uh, uh, my kids are my kids are doing Taekwondo now because I, I because I like it so much. But oh, that's they cool. they have they have an American teacher. My ter- teacher was a Korean immigrant, and like if he made a movie, this would be exactly the same movie that he would make. And I mean that as a compliment because the dude like. 
was like, like really cared about, you know, about people, about peace and all these things. And he would also be incompetent in, in film, but <laughs> it would be this movie with him in it. That's a um, beautiful mixture. I love that. Yeah, kind of so, <laughs> gosh. Uh, so great fight scene. Like, uh, I, I, like, uh, my, my actual, my favorite shot, and I sent y'all a screenshot of this. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. Like, the two fighters were in silhouette, and there was a bright light behind them shining on them. It was like gorgeous, gorgeous framing. And, and the, the choreography and that, the blocking was really good in that scene. And, and the, yeah. their motions were really, really spot on. And then it immediately cuts to, I think it was the, I think it was the basis guy just doing like the goofiest trip ever. And, <laughs> And then it immediately it cuts to, oh, it was a drummer. And then it immediately cuts cuts to just a nonsensical, ridiculous scene that was amazing. Yep. But but all in all, like, and uh, I think we're going to say this pretty much every time. Uh, all in all, despite some major like just flubs and bad blocking, the fighting was good. <laughs> the fighting was is good, and they get I have to disagree on a lot of the fighting. Okay. A lot it. of the uh, swings were blatantly way above. Yep. Oh well, yeah, but that, that's, that's, oh, that's that's what true. I mean by blocking, because that's a blocking okay. issue. Like, like it, you know, the director should be the one that's taking care of that. Exactly. So that's that was my point. My perspective is the the moves in this, the technique, like you said, techno are good, but the way that they shot the angles. Yeah, the angles. Are, right. The are, angles are, are, are off. off. It's it's a, it's a they don't because they don't know what they're doing. They know martial arts, and it's very clear they're really talented. But the angles that they get are just you can tell they're not making contact. Yeah, and uh, most of the time, some of them they do. It's like okay, yeah, they're they're actually I think they're actually hitting them in, in some sure. points. There are a few cuts where yeah, the scenes in the street fight, especially like we're talking about with Dexy's Midnight Riders, uh, John the bassist definitely connects to the chest with like a, a roundhouse kick. a kick exactly yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, a few that don't whiff but rave is right uh uh canning's exactly right there's a lot of shots uh due to the fault of the angles and the the cinematography that do not really keep the magic suspended because uh you can definitely see the whiffs very clearly the only yes. worst angles i've seen in a uh fight scene are coming out of the several hundred million dollar Star Wars projects. Right. Like, oh, That's man. amazing. You're exactly right. Actually, that's a really good comparison because like the throne room scene in The Last Jedi, <laughs> you can see like the stuntmen like like waiting to do their to do their strike because the main actor isn't ready yet. Uh, and if you watch The Last Jedi, if you watch that scene, you can see the stuntmen having to kind of pause and step back because the 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 actors are losing the count. They're they're <laughs> behind, and so they have to they have to like twirl. This is the favorite thing to do. They twirl their sword another time in in Last Jedi. But you see that here, like so people like grabbing a weapon and then waiting for a second while the, oh, yeah. the other guy gets ready. You know. There are a lot of moments in those fights that is the equivalent of John leaning into the beer pour in the car. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, yeah. So they get their ass kicked, and uh, and this leads to you know the, the 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 rival band surrendering all of their money to drug dealers, 
That's my favorite part. Like I said, way to undercut the entire inf- like you know <laughs> justification yeah. for that band's reason for wanting their like, job back. It really seems this- reasonable. And and here here it is, by the way. If you get my job back for me, any money I make is yours. <laughs> it's like what? As soon as he said that, I was like, wait, no, wait, no, 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 wait, what? Like, yeah, and this is this is a, this is the the main problem with this this movie where you're talking about like, okay, this band, this band of, of multicultural um, Taekwondo do rock and roll orphans are taking on biker gangs and ninjas. And you're like, Oh really? Like did they, you know, did they stumble upon a murder or, you know, take out something? It's like, no, no, they, 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 uh, they got a job at a club that another band wanted. That's, <laughs> That's the that's, that's the plot it. of the movie. That is right it. there. Is they they <laughs> took they, out yeah. an international drug ring with ninjas. Yep. Because they got the wrong job. <laughs> My favorite part of honestly all of the fights too is that like okay the this band this chosen band is like the the you know <laughs> unstoppable force. Anytime we get to the fights where it's against thirty other people. You would think it would include all five members of Dragon Sound. No, three at most. Three tops. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll never see Jim fight. You'll never see uh, Tom fight. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty much, like, very consistent on – they're trying to establish something, but also at the same time, they they very rarely justify it, and I kind of love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we, we got to talk about the best scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna get to uh, our yes. first house scene, our first house dragon band, right? Yeah, we, where we where we all now learn that they live together, and because why yeah. not? Because uh, because uh, uh, like like they said in Rift Tracks, they 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 can't be more than five feet away from each other at any given time, or the bomb will explode. And, <laughs> yes. Um. And so, uh, and so. <laughs> We get the best monologue out of the whole Jim, movie. Well, Jim, uh, yeah, Jim's, Jim's going to take the shower first because this is like this is four college kids with a creepy old guy uh, living in a, in a in a place with one shower apparently, and um, and then they have a cat fight over mail. And I think this is this is this where the ADR for the because uh, uh, we're all orphans thing come from. Yes, because exactly. because I do you have this clip? I have the whole monologue. Okay. Does does this does it start with? I I, I think it's why I can't. <laughs> yeah. No, it has that part in it. I believe. Okay. All right. So, so okay. the the important part about this and the reason I was so shocked is Jim is the black guy, and so when YK Kim says, "Wait, you have a father," <laughs> <laughs> it Whoa. comes across as extremely racist. <laughs> he first says. Oh, is this your brother? <laughs> and, my, then, and then the ADR, then the ADR, father? like, yeah, the ADR, like two seconds later, because we're all orphans. Yeah, you can hear the in, the inflection when it's it incredible. You never see YK Kim say that, and it sounds <laughs> like it was shot in a different room a year ago. Okay, yeah, I, I think play. I this clipped it right after he said, "You have a brother." But here, we, here we go. From this, from you guys. But this looks like your brother. I didn't know you have a brother. It's my father. What? This is your your father? Yes, it is. You sure? <laughs> I didn't know you had a father. I thought <laughs> we are all orphans. 
It's just so awkward. <laughs> My mother was Korean. Everybody's in the background going, can I leave now? <laughs> she gave me this picture when she was real sick. I was only nine years old. They say that they loved each other and they were real loyal. Talking after it drops, so I'm I'm sorry for whatever technical issue. That is weird. Yeah, yeah. I heard Rave say he probably closed the goddamn window, and he sounded so mad at me. I felt terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Thrash. If you don't want people to be mad at you, then quit fucking up. I know it's so hard. (laughs) That's what she said. But yes, yeah, sorry, Vader, to make you start it for the fourth you are time. Fine. I can hear okay, everything that on. happens after it. Hold this on. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go, 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 let's go ahead. All right, all right, here we go. You're a cop. <laughs> Shit, he's still got it in. This looks like your brother. I didn't know you have a brother. It's my father. <laughs> what? Switch USB ports while we're in the middle of fucking recording. Oh, not <laughs> Hey, Damn. hey, Thrash, you know who hasn't ruined this recording over and over again? These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. It sucks because I was still able to hear every single, you're a cunt, and I deserved it. <laughs> All right, I'm back, and I'm not going to touch shit. I'm sorry. Or pens. All right, take two. <laughs> Point six. We are all orphans. <laughs> we are all orphans. You had a father. I thought we are all orphans. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it is the best. <laughs> That's going permanently on my soundboard. This I'm just making sure we don't crash it tonight. <laughs> Trash is just staring at it like don't. I'm no. like, please, please, God, don't. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try this for the fourth time. I think it's fifth, probably at this point. Fifth? Okay. Fingers <laughs> crossed, everybody. Here we go. Right, from this for me, guys. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm getting to a point where I can memorize the scene. <laughs> it's my father. What? It's my father. This is your your father? Yes, it is. Are you sure? I didn't know. You, had you sure? I thought we are all... Oh, what the fuck? Son of a bitch, Thrash. <laughs> Thrash is like, no, USB board! <laughs> and what's sad is we keep having to replay... The scene is like 30 minutes long. It's pretty long. My father is like American. That's what she said. She gave me this picture when she was real sick. I was only nine years old. They say that they loved each other and they were real loyal. But then when he finished military duty, he left. And we never saw him again. She told me to find him. But I didn't like him because he left us. He just went to the store for cigarettes. 
I thought he was talking about, I thought he was talking about me. I didn't like him because he left us five times. <laughs> I sent a couple letters to the to this department. <laughs> to the defense department. Straight to the top. And then, uh, but I didn't like him because he left us. <laughs> okay, Vader, I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what I'm I said sorry. every. That's what I said every time Thrash uh, got out. But I didn't like him because he left us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! And I'm sure uh, uh, Ken and Paul are both like a friend. <laughs> I'm gonna have to soundboard that so when we're playing Final Fantasy 14 and Jeff runs off. Oh, that's so good. I didn't like him because he left all. He left us. Oh, all right, Thrash is Thrash has stuck around now longer than Jim's dad did. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to mail you guys each a letter from the defense <laughs> department with a, a Polaroid picture of me that is me leaving this podcast. When he left for military duty. Gosh, okay. I didn't like him because he left us. Do, Thrash, do I, do I'm I, going to need your address at some point because there may or may not be a bag of dicks on your way. Or pins. Or pins. Or pins. It's my favorite. <laughs> or pins. Or pins. <laughs> There's a bag of dicks on its way. Or pins. Or pins. Or pins. See, to me, that sounds like or piss. <laughs> Guys, I gotta take a quick break. I gotta go grab drive grab a drink. And then, and then Monologues and, and like okay, the the wonderful thing about this scene is like every member of the cast, all the Jays, are all behind the him. All the Jays <laughs> are behind him, just kind of awkwardly standing. He's not even looking at him; he's looking away. Like they're all thinking, "Is like so, we going to the beach or what?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's the next day. I'm Which is find some ladies. You know, what watch some buzz. Do, I remember, do I remember that the beach is the next scene? Yes. No, it is, it is the next scene. Because it's the Absolutely. tone shift we talked so about. So we're, yeah, we're we're going to cut directly from that, from that, to looking at women's asses for a very long time. The cellulose necessary Ooh. scene. Oh yeah, one of my Absolutely favorite scenes. Critical to the plot. It is, and uh, <laughs> when you talk about like uh, you know checking out butts, audience, if you haven't seen this movie, we're being literal. There are close up. There's no faces on some of these shots. Yep. It's just a butt and. And you do have to wonder, did they get anyone's permission for this? Ah, it's a great thing to ask because you have to sign off on that, right? One would hope, especially with some of the women in the biker scene. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. But, <laughs> but also there's that similar thing. There's a uh, So basically during this scene, we, we very quickly see Dragon Sound playing in the ocean for about five seconds. Yep. And then all of a sudden oh, – It's like – yeah, it's like uh, Top Gun volleyball. Yeah, it's, it's, throttle. it's trying to. Well, it's it's trying to recreate that homoerotic scene only more homoerotically. Yeah, exactly. And more. then weirdly, it changes completely when it cuts. And I got news car. for you. That means you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the car, it literally is like it cuts to Jim, and he's like, "All right, okay." And it cuts mm-hmm. to like not a, a woman by herself, just her tits. <laughs> I'm literally like, yep. "Oh right, just yeah. a close up." And then he's like, "All right," 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I do not intend to body shame anyone, but it's not something that I want to see. It's just a weird choice. It's it just is a weird choice. It is far too lecherous for the tone that we had it, in the previous. Season. Well, yes, yeah, th- yeah. I, I think it, so. But it, it's but it's not just the tone. It's just not. It's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean on both levels, like <laughs> on both one, levels. one, this is morally wrong, all, and two, I'm not impressed. Exactly. From a filmmaking point of view, it's just not right tone and all this. Secondly, ew. Come <laughs> on, no one wants to see that. That's exactly. It's so funny. Process. It is yeah, like, what the what the hell is like? Was it was it Tom that gets pushed into the girls' blankets? Into her boobs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He gets pushed he, into her, her he chest. He asks her kiss this random girl, gets pushed into on top of a girl, and then all the girls tickle him. Tickle for him and tickle him. A very long time. period of time to try to get him to move. And he's like, oh, no, I can't get up. Oh. I will say, and I'm like, note. what the hell is this? Movie. It's an insanely long scene, and one of my favorite shots yes. of the entire movie is when it quickly pans up. It cuts completely, and this is the first time we see uh, our <laughs> in this scene our screenplay writer himself, Joseph Diamond, basically looking down at the camera like he's filming an interstitial shot for a Star Trek episode where someone is sinking in quicksand. It's like he cannot even <laughs> see Tom anymore. He's like, "How did he get lost in the the, the beautiful bikini women?" It's insane. The entire every you, choice of this is insane. I don't know if you notice this, but all the women in that shot are laughing. Yes. Oh yeah. They're, oh they're yeah. Not disgust, they're just they're just laughing. Like, oh, this is fun. But like their dialogue speaks differently. Like, you jerk, get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. Throwing stuff at him, but they're 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 giggling. And I feel like they literally went to a beach and said, Hey, you want to be in a movie? And they're like, oh, sure. Yeah. Like yeah. Techno said, they <laughs> they're, they're like, they're like with, without consent, yeah. with John Oates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You reckon? <laughs> well, you know they took one look at that stash and they were into it. Yeah, okay. exactly. Oh, for sure, it was, for sure. It was 1987. It's they prime were, time it. for stash. That kind of stash, exactly. He's like, he's like, oh, it's a little time but, for three on one, and they're like, that's not how the song goes, man. What's but funny the is scene <laughs> in, the Go scene ahead, ends with John and Jane making out in the most romantic scene ever. In the middle oh of the ocean God. on a vinyl tube chair. Now, do you think I have two theories on this, Vader? They were <laughs> either so horny that they set up the chair mid tide, so they're in three foot of standing ocean water while yes. they're making out, or they have been making out for three hours and the tide, <laughs> the tide just took <laughs> them away. Yes, the tide just changed. That's, they set up that that's chair. Real point. <laughs> that's yeah. the alternate ending to this that I wasn't able to see because I didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> It's like it's like four days later they appear in Connecticut. Yes, you know? exactly. One hundred percent. That's and then, incredible. And then, and then they did they go to the they go to an airport there and like yeah we need the Miami connection please thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they're like ah that's the movie name yay they said they did the Wait, thing. Was that where Jim's dad was flying in from Miami? Oh my god! Oh, now that is the actual it? alternate ending. That's... Uh, now, if you guys want to jump ahead, we're not going to get too far, but. Actually, yeah, we made, <laughs> there's, there's not much plot left. There's I mean, not much. Like we we can go through through this pretty quick. Let's save save the alternate end because I, I want to know what right. I want to know when yeah. we get there. Yeah, because there's right. something happens that the the audience is not aware of yet, so we do need okay. to save it. I okay, so 
we're getting to the point where like, okay, now, now cocaine gang is involved. <laughs> the biker gangs involved. They're going to, they're going to whoop up on some, on some dragon sound ass. They'll and steal so all they, your cocaine along with your life. We've yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so then, and so then they like, they're, they're going to like, we're, we're going to meet them like, you know, at the spot. And so uh, <laughs> I think it was, um, I think it's John wears a polo, a tucked in polo for their fight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. He's the red belt, by the way. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> um again we get just a ran, like a random fight scene where they whoop everybody's ass. Um but one of my favorite my favorite <laughs> my favorite lines is at the end of this where the cops come and chase everybody off. And one of and the, the cops are like, you know, it's like, what happened here? And the other guy's like, you know, uh it's like, oh, it looks like gang activity. And one of them, oh, let me see if I can find it. One of them says, um, yeah, we need to get the gangs out of Central Florida anyways. Anyway, get, exactly. Anyway, let's get out of here. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's not the way to get rid of the gangs no, is getting uh, out of there. It's like looking for clues and shit. Yeah, <laughs> avoidance is not solving the problem. <laughs> the gang is not going to leave if they can figure out, oh, we can just outrun the cops every single uh, time. Oh, oh, and that's the one. Um, oh, wait, did Ken, was that genuine? You said you wanted a beer break. I didn't realize. Oh, that. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry, man. No, I was. Uh referencing the orpish that's what i thought that's what i thought oh vader i don't uh blame you vader, vader do you want to be a break <laughs> i'm good I, okay. i'm in close I'm, i mean okay. i could do just we, do go we need to grab a, break? a beer and... uh yeah as long as my uh i'm not gonna touch my laptop at all i'm gonna touch my microphone not my laptop <laughs> <laughs> i just imagine thrash's hands just hovering what over is? his equipment <laughs> like, my hands are shaking it. right now vader <laughs> Thrash whatever you want to touch. And I got news for you. That means you're gay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right now, all I want to touch is a good beer and a good cigar. So if that makes me gay, well, damn. (laughs) I just want some close-ups on some cellulose, man. Now, Vader, you were just complaining about those shots on the beach scene. (laughs) Oh, He's growing he's, on me. He's overcompensating because we're <laughs> we're throwing out the sound <laughs> clips. So that means you're gay. He's like, no, no, no. I like the I like the cellulose ass. <laughs> <laughs> Let me redact my previous statement. I'm drank enough to admit that I enjoyed that beach scene. <laughs> and guess what? Okay. That means you're gay. <laughs> that was not a soundboard, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. was, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I nailed that. Ice, ice tea. Let, let's yeah. <laughs> let's take a break. Okay. <laughs> okay. During the break, how do you guys put up with me? This sucks. I, yeah, I, <laughs> during the break, I found a TEDx talk: "The Art of Shred Guitar" by Angelo. Oh, are you serious? I am serious. From 2022. What? The art of shred guitar. That recent? Yeah. Oh, he's my all gray haired and stuff. Oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> the interviews with him that the they best. got for the bonus features are incredible <laughs> because he actually calls Joseph Diamond out for stealing his improv lines. Yes, during yes, some he scenes. does. He's like, Wait, sorry, sorry, so, like, Joseph. He goes, but every time I did an improv line, he would steal it from me, and I was like, <laughs> I have to come up with something new. 
<laughs> he, he talks about it, it's all jointed with the fact that Joseph Diamond's talking about that he had to write, he had to piece the screenplay together off of the the very loose story that YK Kim and Richard Park hey, had in mind. No, no, no! You shut your mouth. This movie, <laughs> this movie was written and directed by Richard Park. <laughs> You're right. What am I? I'm speaking apocryphally, of course. <laughs> but yeah, his interviews are incredible. Where he's clearly like. They are. I didn't know what I was doing fighting wise, but clearly they needed to, you know, train musician for some of this stuff. So he has such a holier than thou attitude. Yeah. He, actually, he actually refers to the scene we just talked about before the break where he gets tackled by the bikini women as one of his fight scenes. <laughs> he does. He's like, I do my move. I do my move. My signature move. And the move is the screenshot you sent to discord, uh, techno where he's doing his, uh, muscle pose jiggle in the conversion. Oh standing yeah. Up. Yeah, that guy's awesome. So the fact that there's a TED talk with him about the art of shred guitar, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, for this, <laughs> he is totally the the stigma of what you would think of a lead guitarist being. <laughs> Absolutely, awesome. it is yeah. the best. Gosh. I relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, going back to this fight because there's one other part that like. I really liked at the beginning of this fight, like they're driving up, like they've been invited to this fight, but Is like, Ken there's back? this, yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. But there's just like this one guy who can't just wait for five seconds and like hides and takes a swing at the car and oh, misses. Oh, I know exactly you're talking about, what you're talking about. You're talking about Axel Rose. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Axel, quote unquote, you had one job, Rose. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Paul is exactly right. This dude, it's not like he was ready for a fight. He was ready for a very specific type of ambush. And mm-hmm. he whiffs this ambush harder than YK Kim whiffs holding a guitar realistically. <laughs> Come on, big boy. Come on, big boy. That's uh, Jay from Jane Silent Bob, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. All the cronies. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, you're so right, Techno. That that bat whiff is like the biggest telegraph and also the biggest miss of maybe the entire movie. I love it. It whiffs so badly. Like, they don't even speed up the car to get away from him. They continue just coast. <laughs> At pace. Exactly. At pace. It's not like you hear and a then, vroom or even see one. They are then, going the same speed. <laughs> and then casually park and get out. Like, it's... It's so good. Oh, I think uh, what we kind of talked about through our conversation leading up to this recording is the fact that this movie imagines it has the highest stakes possible and then it justifies it with the least amount of stakes imaginable. (laughs) And I think that is one of the greatest combinations for an action movie where you lose our residency. You exactly. Yeah. You have to take a step back during a lot of the scenes in this movie, even the fight scenes where you're like, Oh, this is awesome. And then you ask yourself, why is this fight happening? And then you (laughs) laugh for four minutes straight. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 This is, this is the move. Like, that that exchange right there is the movie. This very threatening attack. But the movie just kind of keeps coasting because nothing really is important here. Oh, exactly. <laughs> just... And I love that, like, oh, the motivation for the enemy. Jeff wants to keep selling his stupid cocaine. His and stupid also, cocaine. <laughs> Dexie's Midnight Riders want to pay him for kicking dragons <laughs> out of their job. 
So, like, Jeff is the ultimate mm. winner here. A job they're never getting back because they attacked the club owner and got their exactly. asses handed yeah. Their asses handed them, which they fully admitted to Dragon Sound, as you said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, At the uh, beginning of the fight, in the trash talk portion of the fight, I just got my ass kicked. <laughs> this is such a perfect example of, like, being on a ride that you don't think twice about or like it, uh, this is an on the way home or you can literally like uh, watch a movie and experience it. And then all of a sudden you're driving home and on the way home, you realize all the plot holes there were. <laughs> this movie does a good job of distracting you from all of those plot holes as best as possible. But at the same time, they become so apparent in what they focus on in some scenes that it is just truly a heady mixture of like, what did you expect? <laughs> this right. is insane. <laughs> I love it. Gosh, yes. um, uh, is there anything we need to actually tackle in this fight? So uh, I hate to be that guy, but we did kind of skip over some things because I, I wrote my notes out chronologically. We need oh, that okay. guy. No, I'm, no, like all my notes at this point, like I'm like, we're halfway through the fin- film. Like I was doing well, like keeping up with scenes. Now I'm just Mark, like I'm putting a, uh, sarcastic comments as all my notes yep. are at this point. So I'm yes. going to get all things wrong at net from here on. So please <laughs> yeah, I, like what, like what of my notes, one of my notes is so many short white shorts. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah, <laughs> Y'all rest- know which one's the scene it is. <laughs> Good Lord. There's a stand up <laughs> scene at a restaurant where everyone sit, sat at a table for like a minute. And then all of a sudden they all stand up. And one person is the focal point of that scene where you're like, what? <laughs> and I, well, the only thing I'll say about that is they're wearing booty shorts and a half shirt, a half cut t shirt. It's incredible. I'm sorry, Vader Kid. Yeah, no, yeah, please, no, Vader. Please. So Get please us back on trains. After the beach scene, yes. um, we, so we talked about the scene already about the, uh, the guy that offered to give his job and pay the guy money. If you get my job back, you can have all my money. And like, well, what's the point of having a job? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we covered that scene because, you know, um, they, they did that. And then there was a scene transition and it's really random. And I understand exactly why you forgot about it. Cause it was so random of a transition, but they went to the, um, this, the university of Florida, also known as the big F U, um, <laughs> to oh, perform the that was the demonstration scene. Yes. Training, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck was that scene? scene. That that happened after directly after the um the exchange between uh, Midnight Dexy's writers and uh and Jeff. That's, that's incredible. And, okay, it, it wasn't until my second viewing that I realized why they put the fucking scene in there, and it was to telegraph was like, how he was going to defeat the Storm Shadow approach or Storm Shadow. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, are you kidding me? That <laughs> scene had a point. Ken is exactly right. Ken is exactly right. Chekhov's gun in Act One. You and, have yeah, to I, fulfill that. I will give them credit for that because I noticed that callback too at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert: where uh, he kills the main protagonist or main an- antagonist. Protagonist, protagonist yeah. kills the antagonist. And look, in the anybody, same way they're practicing. anybody who wants to kill Dragon Sound by the end of the movie, I'm in favor of. So Storm <laughs> Shadow's my man and by that time. <laughs> like, His laugh though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so this scene, uh so Kim does uh uh does one of the forms, does one of the um uh just I kind of uh they're they're taekwondo's version of dance, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, a, is it called the kata? Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah kata, it, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, and this, this, by the way, is my favorite part about Taekwondo, which I didn't think so. I thought sparring would be, but no, I fell in love with doing the forms. Hell yeah. But it, it, I just, I yeah, like, it, it's weird. <laughs> well, I think that scene has a lot of interesting things. The, first of all, the score of this movie, when Dragon Sound is not playing music, is basically just like, the same kind of synth long form songs you get with a movie like drive, but it is clearly custom <laughs> tailored to this yes. kind of movie. And I really do enjoy the score in a lot of these scenes. Cause yeah, I think sure. it makes it more watchable, but like, you're exactly right. Techno. And I, you know, I'm not a green belt myself, but I can watch a scene like this and imagine that this is not exactly like the most professional way to present <laughs> it. Uh, and I, I love this entire sequence, which leads to the conversation about the, the world tour. Well, before that, we, we oh. I think it's important we talk about how how uh, long is this scene, first of all? That's a, that's a good question. I least, would guess four minutes, three minutes. Yeah, four it's to, long. Four minutes. It is long. Yeah. That's like, what I mean. He, first of all, he does the form, and then he does you know kind of uh, sparring demonstrations with two different guys. Exactly. Like, multiple attempts. It is like, the fuck is going on here? It's so long. Like, it's clearly filler, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like well, and, and filler with the, purpose. This is the recruitment. Like, this is the recruitment. This exactly. is the, now, now, uh, now come join our Taekwondo. Yep. <laughs> so you can have fun like this. Smell my foot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, yeah, I, we haven't even brought up smell my foot. No. Uh, Which was Paul's joke. I don't want to steal. And the shirt was far worse. But before oh, God, the smell yeah. my foot is the open mouth punch. Now that Vader, that's critical to this film. If we could, if, if you could literally change the cover of your podcast, Paul and Ken, just this week to that image, (laughs) I don't think there's, there's no way to properly describe the impact this scene has because in the middle of a three or four minute montage, like we're talking about with only music and very presentational Taekwondo, we see, uh, the drummer, (laughs) <laughs> our screenplay writer and YK Kim. Uh, YK Kim is going to just do a basic, you know, right hook, but the right hook connects with Joseph Diamond's open gaping mouth. <laughs> now, it doesn't go full contact. The reason this is weird is because it holds for 10 seconds, and three of those seconds, there's no eye contact between these two characters. <laughs> it very slowly shifts between three to five seconds to full eye contact, which it maintains for way too long. <laughs> with, with, a, with a fist in the mouth. Vader's exactly right. This is worth yeah. mentioning for sure. It 100% is. And, yeah. and if any of y'all get inspired to watch this, you're going to get to that scene and you'll be like, I re- I'm going to remember this forever. Because it's just... It's an iconic moment in this film. It, it, <laughs> it really is. It's an eye contact iconic moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, in the, the smell my foot thing, like, uh, look, look, I mean. What happens next? Uh, well, uh, Taekwondo is famous for its high kicks. You, you know, like uh, that, that's Taekwondo's contribution is the sidekick in, 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 in high kicks. Every day is leg day in Taekwondo. <laughs> Um, but so that that's kind of where the smell my foot thing comes from where you know you kick somebody you kick somebody in the nose and you know it's it's impactful but yeah why can't Kip like just leaves it there for a while and then and he grab his nose with his toes exactly <laughs> yes. that's the true smell my foot which is funny yep. techno's exactly right high kicks 
uh, you know, are a complete part of the, you know, the hierarchy of, of, of moves. But the fact that he gr- uses his big toe and <laughs> pointer toe to grab their nose and rotate them around in a circle like a bully, it's amazing. Well, I and <laughs> and you're like, OK, that's super weird. It is very uh, weird. But later in the movie, and I don't want to jump ahead, but this is connected because later in the movie, Kim – like they're on stage, and I think this is while they're playing uh, uh, the "Defeat the Ninja" song against the ninja. Absolutely, against the ninja. That's right. It, which is a it's better the ninja? It's the best song. That's the which best. Which the two songs? It's actually really good. It is. Um, hundred percent. Which is it? And it's about taekwondo. Because this is important. Because later one of them says, "Hey, we can write another song about taekwondo," and you're like. Well, dude, this is why you don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> the first song about Taekwondo. I also think it's important to mention that this conversation is happening after the open mouth punch and the smell my feet. Yeah, they're they decide to post workout have a Pepsi. Yes, and okay. that just bothered me so bad. <laughs> Be, um, so can you imagine having like a, a legitimate workout? Just be like, eh, I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink a nice cold Pepsi. For a sugar soda. Let's go. Um, <laughs> to conclude, jumping ahead, so we can so we can jump back because while they're playing against the ninja, YK Kim decides he's like he's done pretending to play guitar, and so he's just doing kicks, and um, and then I uh, was it uh, was it on gym? It that, is on gym. It's like he gym. does the high kick thing again on gym and just leaves it there on stage while you're playing rock and roll. That's not appropriate. It's beautiful. And then he actually <laughs> ran really his is. foot down his face. He truly did. <laughs> yes, what the? Can you bring up a good point? Because earlier you talked about by the angle of the filmmaking, there were a lot of whiffs in that street fight scene. There are no whiffs on the nose crush 360 that Jim has to endure. <laughs> no, they practiced that. They truly did. And I hope it was comfortable for at least you know half of those parties because it is a true smell my foot situation. But it's so funny to watch because you're like, oh, this isn't movie magic. This is just happening. <laughs> and skip four decades later when they get invited to Central Texas to do their reunion tour. Oh he does God. the exact same move. So is he really? I he posted does. the clip. Um, so uh, in our in the Discord we were talking about earlier, I posted two video clips of this reunion concert. Oh, okay. I'll check those out. I, didn't, I haven't and listened to them yet. The second one is the clip that me and Vader are talking about where they recreate the nose scene. They do a little bit of extra stuff, but the end of the clip that I recorded, I'll go ahead and spoil it. It's very funny. Uh, basically, they do the whole nose thing. It's obviously very choreographed. They're having a great time. And the end of the <laughs> Jim, nose cycle. Jim's like, he, Jim's like motherfucker. I've, I thought I got her. I thought I got away with this. I, I thought I was like, I thought it, we were done. Oh yeah. I thought we're done. You know, well, guess what? If you couldn't, <laughs> embarrass, if, you, if you couldn't embarrass this man anymore, YK Kim does the full 360 attached to his nose after basically they, this is during against the ninjas that so they've done friendship or whatever. They've always done six minutes of friendship. Yeah. Uh, and they, he takes his shoe off and a sock off. So like it's after oh, yeah. he, he's hopped up all, all, you know, all over the stage and played fake guitar. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Live so audience. he had socks and shoes on yes, for the whole yes, time? The whole time. And, and then, then he, he takes it off and smells he takes his shoe. He takes his shoe off. He takes his sock off. And uh, any viewer is imagining the smell that's about to happen. <laughs> he then attaches himself to Jim's nose. Uh, our current modern day Maurice as of 2012. 
they do the full funny rotation around the stage. And the last shot of the video I sent is him releasing Jim into accidentally the microphone stand where Jim hits his face against the microphone, looks back at the crowd kind of bashfully like, oh, no, that just happened. But looks like it was actually legitimately a little painful. (laughs) And to give give the audience some perspective, have you ever like went up to a a small child and and did, I got your nose, you know, that bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That with his feet. Yes. (laughs) With his big toe in between his middle toe and it's disgusting <laughs> okay we, we never did that we never did that at, at my at my school okay so you did learn how to green belt wirelessly hook up a guitar to a frequency with clean tone but you never but absolutely yeah true nose crap i guess right yes oh sh- holy shit man um that's um. Oh, okay. So like um. So yeah. Then they had their Pepsi and they planned their multicultural, uh, <laughs> Taekwondo tour. Wait, what kind of tour? Oh, we can go to <laughs> Ireland. A world yeah. tour. Ireland. <laughs> when he first said that we could go to Ireland, I was like, "Who Ireland. TF is from Ireland?" Exactly. He's looking, at, <laughs> he's looking at the bass player, and I'm like, "Uh, what? <laughs> he's Irish?" And we can go to Ireland. We can go to Tom's country, Italy. You go to Korea, you can go to Israel. That's where my parents were from. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I'm marking down the timestamp because I'm going to have to edit that shit out. No kidding. (laughs) No, 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 no. Now, here's the thing. I always thought I would get the first edit out of this podcast. Vader trumped me so hard. (laughs) Sorry. No, that's incredible. I'm going to get canceled. What the hell just happened? Okay. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> After another Taekwondo uh, song. Oh, oh, okay. So this one, they're like, oh, yeah, I could write another Taekwondo song. I'm like, dude, don't. You're never going to get laid, man. Nope. Not going to happen. I, and then I write down multiculturalism. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then that's what I write short white shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe this is when it cuts to the uh, the restaurant. Just, the restaurant. And, and yes. then smell my foot on stage and then polo shirt to a right. Oh god. <laughs> Richard Park has his moment. Oh, he does. So, so this director. is the director. This he is, he's the owner of this diner uh, that just this is the most random scene. Now, let me tell you, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody whoop so much ass in a Mickey and Minnie Mouse apron. <laughs> yes. Which also proves this took place in Orlando. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Again, but no, this is not the connection to Miami. This is not the connection to Miami. But Vader, you're right. Uh, anyone who watches this movie either before or after will recognize the fact that this is one of the best sold action scenes in the movie for how it's shot. And Richard Park goes off on this fight for very, very quick, like 15 seconds. And, and then it's done. That's really impressive. It is. like he. I enjoyed he, this fight. Probably It's probably my favorite fight out of the movie. To be his, honest with you, his last punch is f- strong as hell. I, I notice it every time. Oh man, as strong um, as his apron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that I, 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 I don't know how that scene connects to the plot. No, it doesn't. Uh, not at all. <laughs> In I'm fact, assuming why... it was it was the the drug dealers that did, just, they didn't want to pay for their meal. So to help the audience out, because I realized we just skipped this over. He. He, he, there's a reason why he fights them is because they don't want to pay for their meal. They just want to get up and drink his beer 
and walk off. Right. And he's like, no, you're going to pay. And they're like, no, we're not paying for this. Blah, blah, blah. And then they like push him around and he's like, okay, engage. And then he just goes <laughs> absolute, just me- mental on all of them. And yeah, this, was, this was a cool scene, at least a yeah. cool fight. But it doesn't make sense to the plot. Exactly. Techno's right. Like It's attached to the story to honestly, I guess, justify that character t- connection to Mark. And it's weird because Mark refers to them as orphans, or orphans, as we heard in the ADR. But after, after this scene, I believe he comes in and calls the restaurant owner uncle. I don't know if that's, you know, friendly. Orphans. Or, orphans. Or little. Orphans. <laughs> Because if he's a true orphan, then he should not have an uncle, is my understanding of the term orphan. Or, sorry, orphan. <laughs> I'm not going to pronounce it like him, but I will say it like him. I think that's fair. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I, okay, I can't remember who this scene is with, but Mark r- walks up to one of them and, and says, okay, so my note is, um, uh, no one writes music like this. Because <laughs> it's... It, Mark walks up to somebody who's just like not at a keyboard writing on a piece of paper and he goes, oh. like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm writing the new, the new keyboard part of the song. How, what is this? How does this look? And he goes, oh, that looks good. It's really good. He's like, that, then, that's not the way you write music. No. And Tom <laughs> immediately responds, yeah, hopefully Jim can play it or keep up with it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, Techno, because I personally cannot read music, but – can you look at a sheet of music at a keyboard part and in half a second go, that looks really good? No. Who can? <laughs> like, I don't think that's no. possible. I don't think well, it is. Like, like, it's such a funny no. scene. Well, if you have perfect pitch um, or you're uh, – and I shouldn't even say it. Okay. All right. If you are if, – if you're really good with relative pitch and really good at sight reading, then you can figure out like where things are going. And so, so, if so something will, skilled, will right. Something will stand out if it looks wrong. Is I guess right. Okay. Yeah. So so like the example that I would give is you know uh, especially with you thrash. I know you can do this because you, like you can hear songs and kind of place chords pretty well. Yes. But if I told you like okay th- this song is, starts off in G and then it goes to C and then D then E minor, you you get an idea of where that's what's happening in your head. True, um, true. To do that with a melody for a keyboard part, you you you've got to be pretty skilled. And for both of them to be able to, I, I, like, even like, I, I don't think even like people like Mozart ever composed without being at the keyboard, without being at the instrument. Right? He was just like literally sitting in his room. We right. get a great shot of everyone studying because they all are students at the uh, the University of Central Florida, of course. So we've right. got John reading a book. We've got uh, YK Kim kind of just chilling in his bed, walking in every room and asking what's going on. And that's what leads Mark to walk into the room where, yeah, our guitarist Tom is literally sitting at just sheet music, not an instrument. And right. he's just drawing notes. And there is literally a half second of recognition. He's like, hey, what you doing? And he's like, I'm uh, writing a new keyboard part for Jim. What do you think? And he's like, hey, it looks good. And I'm like, right, yeah. can, is like, that possible? Yeah. Dude, yeah, no, no, Mark, Mark is completely bullshitting there. He had no idea what any of those things meant, especially yeah, as the yeah. rhythm guitarist who doesn't actually play. <laughs> I should have assumed that based a on how he held the guitar. <laughs> now, you realize that if you guys all had that amazing skill, yeah. you two could go on a world tour? 
<laughs> right, yes. To each other's countries. And that's all I'll say about that. Look, I I, I, continue, I am the one who continually tries to, to start the super group between us all where we could uh, defeat the ninja. <laughs> Honestly, friends. Techno, if we form a band where we can fight off ninjas while we play music, I will I write. Will, I will write yet another song about Taekwondo. Will you? Because <laughs> I, I think we should actually implement some uh, board breaking into the act. <laughs> so I think this is a great. This is a great start. As long as as long as I can make the keyboardist smell my feet. But, uh, which one do y'all play keyboards? I, I'm gonna be honest, guys. I'm I'm just not sure that I want to play at the place that we were thinking about playing at. This damn gang selling stupid cocaine. Stupid cocaine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we passed right over that. Gosh, like I'm trying to speed up a little bit, but we can't. <laughs> no, it's there's so much there's to so savor. much unpack. There really What's well, funny and uh, techno when you're editing this, you'll be happy to know that I said that about an hour and a half ago before my five disc index. I did literally read that line out because I love that line so much. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it is. It's gang, in the pot. Cocaine. It's stupid uh, cocaine. I can't believe it. Like, man, we're trying to play rock and roll, and people are introducing drugs. Like, what do they think this is? Stupid is cocaine. This? Stupid like cocaine. <laughs> like, look, yeah, look you know there's, see, there's only one reason that the crowd is that excited about seeing this house band play yet again. It's and it's so not true. the song Friends. It is not <laughs> the song Friends. They're waiting for Against the Ninja, or they are just biding their time. But yes. uh, it's funny, uh, Vader, I don't know if you have the full clip, but the, my favorite lead up to that scene is the fact that uh, Mark, after the presentation that we talked about in the college campus where he did the smell my feet and the, the knife uh, you know, move that uh, <laughs> actually indicates what's going to happen, like Ken called it the Chekhov's gun of Act 1 that's going to go off in Act 3. Um, there's a great part where he leads up to that because they're just kind of reacting. And what Mark is talking about how he wants to, of course, expand the exposure of Taekwondo to the world. Mm -hmm. And that leads our bass player, John, being like, Taekwondo, Taekwondo taking over the world. That gives me an idea. We should do a tour. And the, Trevor goes, what kind of tour? And he goes, a world tour. <laughs> but it's a very simple line delivery. But it also makes him go for a second. He goes, I'd love to help you uh, work on that Taekwondo song, but uh, I don't think I can because I don't ever want to play in that club again. And that's what makes, <laughs> makes him say Jeff and his stupid gang and he's selling yeah. stupid cocaine. Like, I love that drummer so much. Look, I'll play in Ireland. I'll play in Ireland. In Italy. And even Israel. I'd love to help you but work on that, that song, but not that club. It's so good. Yeah, we'll do a world tour for sure. <laughs> Oh, so, I love this band so much. <laughs> we went from the train yard, backtracked to the uh, university scene, and then the restaurant. So I guess that leads us back with um, the Japanese ninja motorcycle gang. You mean Is that correct? You mean our Miami connection? Yeah, messing with the tough guys. Hell, are you talking about some tough guys? <laughs> messing with some tough guys. Oh gosh, this is like. Uh, this is a brutal this is, watch. This is where I really, really hope they got some waivers. Tell me about it because there are so many, there are as many bad sets of teeth as there are bad sets of boobs in this. Oh and I hate God. to say it like that, yes. but Man, there, it's, it's just the, tr it's the truth. Every, everyone is real as hell in this scene. <laughs> my, my notes are nudity, dot, 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 not great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you wrote that down. Now here's the thing. 
when I suggested this movie, I was wondering what the repercussions of that would be. What I've now realized that it, it, the repercussions of that was that Ken would send his family to bed early tonight to finish this movie. <laughs> Vader would write in his phone, nudity, dot, 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 not great. I could not be happier. This is a dream come true. <laughs> hey, Vader. Yes. And I got news for you. That means you're gay. I was about to say, Vader. And you know what? I'm going to go on record saying this. Any set of tits? I'm curious. <laughs> I want to see them. Does that make me crazy? No. I mean, that, I'm not going to American. I want to see every set of tits I can. <laughs> what is that a Ron? That's a Ron White bit, isn't it? Like uh, it may be, but I believe that, uh, it in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> that I, you know what? Never mind. I'll, I'll send that to you later. You talk to Tater Ron White. You know what? Tater salad. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a tater salad, but I'll, I'll send exactly like, right. It's a sentiment I agree with. Anyway, let's get back to the movie. <laughs> some of the tough guy, and the guy uh, that sticks a nail in his nose. It's weird. Uh, I wrote a note. <laughs> oh yeah, the nail nose. Oh, I wrote God. a note. And I wrote a note down, name? Vader. What's Nudity his name like? always great. <laughs> and what's his name? It's like comes up to the bar. He's like, yeah, all right, give me a beer, and I want a kiss. And she's like, okay. And then it's like, really this weird. Is the smallest peck. Of a it is. It's a smooch. Ever. It is like, what the it's a hell? Smooch. I thought you were a tough guy. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's after the song, Tough Guy. They all pull up in a biker lot. Everyone's doing donuts in the parking lot on bikes. They're crashing. <laughs> the one, yeah, the are, one guy falls down off his bike. Oh, absolutely. Uh, thank God he didn't break his leg. He, he's oh, actually, my gosh. It, shit, like, it shows him crawling you know, away, so I'm very grateful that, for that. You know that guy was in the – it was at the premiere. Oh, like, God, yes. Really? Really, uh, that's the only shot of me you put in there? That's the shot. And then you got all these bad sets of tits in here, which I appreciate. But I don't <laughs> like it. So you, you sold me short. <laughs> and then we have Storm Shadow in his civilian clothes with a riding a motorcycle. Oh, my God, in, yes. In biker gear. But... But wearing a scarf, a scarf again, the, the kerchief <laughs> choice we're, we're getting right back to the, this is a callback to Dexy's midnight riders from before <laughs> where we have yet another neck kerchief going on. Now the true, um, uh, thing that has stuck out to me across multiple watchings of this movie. And I don't know if it stuck out to you guys, but it's Jeff's hat in the bar scene. It is a white baseball cap that is like, Barely folded on the brim, but on the cap, it says Orlando Outward Bound School. And <laughs> what? that is the prequel that I want to see. I want to see our enemy Jeff going through whatever the trials and tribulations of an Orlando Outward Bound School could be. <laughs> How did he get his raptor claw necklace or na- raptor claw to, earring? He had Excuse to earn me. it. He had to earn it. Um, also, and uh, if we're talking Outward. about like apparel. Yes. Did I did I like occasionally in random see a guy with a noose necklace? Okay, so what you're thinking about Vader is there's a scene yes. where they show up at the biker bar. This is the exact same scene. This is actually the exterior of the biker bar where we're seeing all the uh, the set of um, <laughs> <you know, laughs> yes. biker boobs that we have to we offer. We don't allow that inside. It's exactly uh, it's that's not serious. allowed. <laughs> Although they do it's party it. out front, <laughs> <laughs> boobies in the back, and yeah, then bitch and mullet. So there are a few different, um, you know, goons that I I clocked in this movie. And one of them is one that looks like the giant bully from Boy Meets World. 
I was going to say Porkins from Porkins. Star Wars. Also, Donkey <laughs> Lips from uh, <laughs> Salute Your Shorts. And name name your big crony, but he is basically led in by one of the females by rope and noose into the biker bar in the yeah. scene. So I think that's what you're thinking. Yeah. Yep. I, I, but he was wearing it earlier on in the film, and I just kept noticing that. And I was like, that's an odd choice for apparel. He wants to stick out. <laughs> Well, he's doing a good job. He certainly is. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's part of like a pickup line that he's well hung or something. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that. That's great. That's brilliant. Guys, holy shit. I just got a full scholarship to the Orlando Homeward Bound School. I cannot <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I've got a oh, connection. A, uh, uh, Florida University connection. <laughs> my homeboy's sister goes to computer programming. They're fourth internationally. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what are the three other nations? I have no idea. <laughs> are they all American <laughs> universities? Like kid pointed out. Because I think they are. That's incredible. But they're oh. going to drag me into this school. Okay. Be a noose. My favorite moment in the podcast <laughs> is things like this, where. I'm imagining anyone who has not seen this movie yet, just imagining what we're talking about and then going to watch it. Samurai Cop, it's going to pay off this. It may pay off even more because like you have to think like, what are the what in the fuck are we talking about? Okay, my next note in here is they eat, get in a car, Mm -hmm. drive in a circle, go eat. (laughs) And I know exactly what this is. I know this is where YK Kim is personally feeding people. Yes. Bare hands. The grapes. With grapes. The grapes. <laughs> and so then they're like, yeah, let, you know, we haven't been being stuffed by, you know, our creepy ass mentor. Um, no. And so let's get in a car and go eat. And then they all jump in the car and like, it's like it's a weird cut and it makes it look like they just drove into a really super quick circle and then they all get out except the guitarist because he doesn't serve a purpose for the rest of the movie. Yeah, exactly. He has to get kidnapped. That's his right. purpose. Like he has but, to be abducted. Yeah, it is so like just the and, and I I realize this is a jump cut, but just the way it looked to me was that is like, you know, all right, everybody in. All right, we're here. Get out. You know, exactly. It was awkward. Yeah, well, uh, us four will go get a table at the pizza place that is obviously slammed yeah. out its ass, and we have to go. And you park the car. He parks the car. He gets abducted immediately. But and this, yeah, this is all set up. And then this is my note: Budget Corey Feldman, Axel Rose, Porkins, and Rolled from <laughs> Letterkenny are stalking Dragon Sound. I love this so much. <laughs> now we can't brush over the fact of how Mark. Mr. YK Kim himself fed the grapes to the rest of Dragon Zone mm-hmm. because I don't <laughs> I don't want to get edited out of this podcast, but he went <laughs> look <laughs> he was full on grapist. He was a he was grapist. a full on full fledged grapist in this scene <laughs> because unconsensually stuffing about three or four grapes into each member of the rest of the band while they're small talking about the male. <laughs> yes, and, without shirts on and without and shirts. It with Jim without his pants to ton. <laughs> Completely. My favorite part of this scene is that he goes in order, and obviously we know Joseph Diamond structured this screenplay to be, you know, uh, give this movie room to breathe with that improv, baby. <laughs> so we get a lot yeah. of improv. And uh, YK Kim is improving by shoving at least, I'm not talking about one grape. It's at least three yeah, or, no, it's, three or it's, four each mouthful. Right. And, it's enough that it looks... <laughs> Awkward, bordering on possibly 
like a choking hazard. Completely. And the last two people he feeds are uh, the drummer and uh, uh, John, our bass player. And the best part is, is they're both sitting in the background eating fruit already. So YK Kim's timing is basically on the first two. Oh, this is like a fun little quirk, I guess we'll put in there. And these people are talking right now, but I'm going to shove grapes. in the The other two people are already, they have their mouth full of fruit. (laughs) And he just shoves more. And you can tell neither of them liked it. And the bass player truly got caught off guard. He's like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) He just keeps shoving it. So he just big chews through Jim's entire scene about checking the mail about his father. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Vader, my notes had you miss one thing when you referenced budget Corey Feldman. Here we go. Uh-oh. You missed the go. other half of that. Because uh, I also had Corey Feldman. Yes, I love it so much. <laughs> but he was the love child of Corey Feldman and a men at work Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much, Ken. That's incredible. <laughs> I think the same guy we're talking about, I thought he was the son of Gallagher, the comedian. <laughs> if we're not talking about the Pink Floyd uh, hat with the uh, trash stash, then we're I'm talking about the wrong person, but absolutely. I'll, I was specifically going to mention the Pink Floyd hat. Yeah. It, it's like the most generic, like the script mm-hmm. just says Pink Floyd. Yeah. Like, like no... No symbols, like they, they don't have the prism. You know, yeah, like, it's just Pink Floyd. It's just, it just like, says Pink Floyd in black, in a hat, that, white text, yeah, <laughs> white text in, in a font that does not look Pink Floyd esque. You know, it's not like the uh, it, like any kind of iconic, you know, like writing on an album cover or something. Right. Yeah. The the <laughs> the three main cronies of Jeff that I talk about was Porkins for sure. Um, uh, son of Gallagher, the comedian with that trash dash. And then, uh, of course, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, which like, yeah, like after, uh, after Tom gets kidnapped, then Jane gets like cat called by these, these fools for a while. And I still, I don't understand the point of that scene. I don't either. Cause that's Jeff's sister and he's incredibly jealous as a brother. So why right, would his yeah. cronies be are going to piss the boss off, man? Exactly. Yeah. Like, what do you do? You don't want to piss off a guy that has a raptor claw. In no, room, you know, you truly don't a friend friend. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> as your brother, listen to me, a thrash. Oh, okay. No, uh, Gallagher's son and Corey Feldman are two different people. Okay. I figured. Yeah. I, I may have tracked the wrong person. Yeah. And that's that's who I pegged as Rolf oh, from Letterkenny. Cor- oh, wait, is Corey Feldman's son? Wait, the two uh, we're skipping a little bit ahead, but there are two uh, 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 ninjas that come to consult with Shadowstorm near the end, and I wrote down their names as Saul McCartney and Derek Estrada, and <laughs> I took a picture. But I think Corey Feldman may be Saul McCartney in my in my mind. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm very uh, glad to compare and contrast after this yeah. podcast. <laughs> that the guy that you're referencing reminded me of Takiti Watiti. Yes, Takiti Watiti for sure. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Sosa a little bit, but uh, I, it, I I ended up with Derek Estrada because it sounded funny. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, I agree. Concur. But, you know, you know me. I love so, cheap, cheap jokes and good tits. <laughs> So the guy that doesn't know Kung Fu gets abducted right, by the so four cronies that we've identified very clearly. Correct. Yeah. And the gang realizes this and they have to go quote unquote rescue him. Yeah. 
And as they go rescue him, there's a really like big obsession in this movie with like using pipe wrenches as weapons. <laughs> it's a very, uh, I don't know, double dragon street fighter like thing. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the motif of the film. If there yeah. is one, let's, let's brawl and use these industrial weapons. Did, did you catch the guy that apparently couldn't afford a metal pipe and was using like category three PVX? That was my favorite. It was yeah. truly like duct tape together PVX. Ken is was, exactly right. There's no is, excuse was for these. Was a thing in the eighties? Also, these apparent like PVX pipes were drawing blood and creating serrations on necks. Like yeah. that, I did oh, not expect. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, it's that, like I, the the random the random scenes of gore that like you you can't expect because they're just like you know okay this you know fifteen strikes don't do anything but this one is going to cause a major gash and squirting blood yeah it just uh, but throughout the film like you catch these moments where there's just there's uh, all of a sudden blood everywhere and they're not squibs because this movie. Probably didn't have the budget for squibs. <laughs> no, no, but they it really has cut a squib esque <laughs> feel right. to it. We're yeah, not talking about. Yeah, go ahead. Pretty kid. decent makeup at some points, and then at other yeah. points, it was like spilled red nail polish. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was. There's. It's no in between on that. By the way, right. <laughs> it's, it's truly like it is impressive on some of the practical effects they get. And yeah, you're right, uh, Paul. They truly lean into the gore in a big way. I think. The biggest difference between this and, uh, you know, action scenes like Samurai Cop is where you have squibs going off in the parking lot of the restaurant scene in Samurai Cop where, uh, you know, Robert Zadar is shooting his own men. In this scene, we have our own – like, Robert Zadar is the villain of that film. In this scene, uh, in a lot of the movie, we have anytime uh, a member of Dragon Sound is killing someone, there seems to be a hanging residual shot on that character for about four seconds where they look feral as hell. Yeah. And they truly so, like shake their arms and they are like in a fugue state of violence. It's insane. Yeah. Mark and John, especially. Yes, exactly. exactly. Go, in the katana yeah, scene at the end. Crazy bloodlust. They the are full on bloodlust. I got exactly. this look on their face and they do a really good job pulling it off. Cause I was kind of terrified in a while. I was like, they actually do sell it really well. Holy right. It's <laughs> like, well, what the? Um, I think this yeah. is the fight scene where, like, uh, there's like these two watch uh, lookouts that are sitting on top of of you know like this big concrete thing, and the the good guys come underneath and they're going to pull one of them down. Yeah, oh, so this is where Tom's like uh, attached to the tower. Yeah. yeah, and they and and like and like the 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 guy because like that that's really dangerous, like especially for untrained people. It's like. You're grabbing their legs and jerking them down. So the the guy very clearly like puts his hands down to help push himself off. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's very clear. Yeah. Very clear. I love the fact that yes, of course that person had to do that in real life. They didn't have to include it in the movie. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> yeah. No, like no, look, like we don't want them to try to do it the other way because these people do not know what they're doing. That's but, my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. The entire watch of this movie is just like, oh. Yeah, this is just sincerity, and it's not the best action. Yeah. It's not the best uh, execution, but God, I love what they're trying. So we have all this gore and fights, and it's it's pretty epic, beating people with pipes, all to lead up to Jeff. And by the way, people have guns, and they don't use them for some reason. John, <laughs> Why would they? 
Uh, why would they? Um, <laughs> but they get up to the top of the tower to rescue uh, is Tom, right? The, the lead guitarist. Yep. And they encounter Jeff. <laughs> and I would like to talk about that um, in the form of a game that I've prepared. <laughs> oh um, my God, I'm so excited. When, when they fight Jeff at the top of the tower, he, he loses the fight and falls off. Yeah. And as he's falling off, they use an ADR sound that just like resonated in my brain. And I was like, it resonated wow. in the movie. It resonated in the movie. There's reverb behind it. Oh, it, yes. So I'm going to play, I'm going to play that, that audio clip, but I'm also going to play an additional audio clip. And I want you guys to identify which one is from the movie and which one is from a popular video game. Oh, I, can't, I cannot <laughs> okay. wait. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, Vader. Vader, that's incredible. Because I, first of all, I know the sequence and I know the game. <laughs> what? Wait, you know the games? That's amazing. No, I absolutely know what game he's talking about. He's talking about Street Fighter 2, uh, Tournament Edition, possibly. Um, and uh, Street Fighter was first. Miami Connection was second. That's my guess. You actually got it right. The first one is, yeah. is uh, Ryu uh, when he dies in uh, Street Fighter 2. Yes. The second one is actually Jeff's death scene. That's so good. And then the last one is from Street Fighter 1. It sounds the exact same th- same way to yeah. me. Do you yeah. guys know so, why I knew that immediately? I'll tell you why I knew that immediately. Uh, I have Street Fighter 2 on Sega Genesis. My favorite character to play is Ryu, and I'm terrible at that game, and I lose all the time. So I have only Ryu that's out. That's amazing, yes. That uh, is why I was truly like, oh, I know that. Okay. What, right, Street uh, Fighter the, 1 was uh, released in 1987. Oh, that's wow. brilliant. That's the same year that the same year. See, it's the exact same thing. It is. That makes me so happy. That makes me so happy. You're exactly right, Vader. I couldn't unhear it. I was like, did Zangief just fall off the tower? That's so good. Um, I, I did want to ask, like, so before they get onto the top of the tower, at the beginning of the Jeff fight, he grabs some wicked looking things. I don't know what they were. Um, they're like they're, sticks with nails in them, right? Yeah, they look yeah. like some kind of spike sword. They got spikes going all yeah, around. Yeah, what was, was that? Like, we had the BBC the pipe. That is like, ass weapon that guys picked up in the entire game. All if right. I if I picked that up in River City Ransom, like I'd be unstoppable for the rest of the game. Imagine picking up uh, imagine 60 miniature weather vanes stacked on top of each other <laughs> that were basically nails yeah. on the sides of them. Like this is the the type of weapon we're talking about. It is legitimate. Yeah. You ever no, pull that baseboard was... stripping? That's what oh, looked like yeah. except with both sides. Oh, right. Yeah. Like nails on both sides. Yeah. Like, what? It was really thin, really s- short, but it had nails coming out of both sides. Uh, and this is uh, I, the next thing I wrote in here is the ninjas haven't moved for twelve days. <laughs> the Miami oh, the connection the is their knees to the dojo. <laughs> it's twelve <laughs> days long. You forgot the money. 
<laughs> Your punishment is to sit here until we need you again in the film. Think about what you did. Where's the money? <laughs> Where's the money? <laughs> oh, oh, but we finally started listing the ninjas. And they're like, you know, like, okay, go fight. And they're like, uh, this is what I mentioned earlier. Their, their departure is just, they're like parkouring through, like through the lawn, you know, on the springboard, you know, <laughs> crouching on the, on the, on the bridge. Of course. Rolling over walls. It's like, dude, just get a taxi, get an Uber, man. <laughs> it's just, it's be so a much long easier. way to go to Orlando. Cause we're not doing anything in Miami. This is essentially in Mike Shyamalan's The Village, spoiler alert, but they're in a remote location where they are not using any of the technology they have at their disposal until they get to the drug connection. Was there a clear glass roof on that bridge? Is that why they had to duck? (laughs) Every time they ran across that bridge. Some weird squid game type of thing going on. That's a great point. (laughs) (laughs) There had to be. Um... I, uh, I, I I write, he never buttons his pants. <laughs> That's clearly Jim. <laughs> um, clearly Jim. All right. So can I like, all right. So we now we're now we're finally getting some ninja fights and please tell me, please tell me Vader kid. I should have done it myself. This is on me if you don't have it, but Jim's death scream. Oh, well, hold on. Yeah, of course. Before his but- death scream, before his death scream, we have to Vader. You have to have the, Oh my God. Right. When he checks the mail. Uh, I do. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I forgot about that. We before his death scene, we have to establish that. Are you, are you, uh, no, that's the end. I'm, I'm looking for it right now. So we we oh, know we, we also like we also haven't uh, caught up with uh, uh, with with Jane, who you know we just killed her brother. But it's like, yeah, but yeah, John's like, hey man, I'm, hey girl, I'm, I'm like, sorry about all that. She's like, ah, it's all right. I've had a little bit on my mind, but we're cool. It's Starts okay. making out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Jim gets a letter in the mail. And it's this is the entire, I guess, C plot, if you want to call it that. The the you know, uh, however, there's, there's how, no, there are no plots. It's so true. <laughs> and fine, honestly, I didn't go far enough into the alphabet for that. But there are truly, like, you know, our Jim is is the only non orphan who is waiting on, on, uh, on news from the government. <laughs> He's waiting on news from the government that will confirm that his father is still alive and he's not an orphan, and. He gets that letter. And when he gets the letter, he is standing outside by himself. He's basically with his, with his pants unbuttoned. That's why I wrote down. He never, he never buttons his pants. He's not wearing a shirt. And he no. is at the mailbox. He pulls out a letter and a newspaper. He investigates the letter a little cl- more closely. And he goes and he opens it, tears it open. There's a picture and a letter. He basically reads the letter silently. And then just like kind of narrates very, you know, quickly, it might be about his father. And then he is so excited about the news he got that he goes and Vader, you can, I'm sure you have the clip. I, uh, I don't actually. I, I don't oh, it's fine. But I will nail the tone because <laughs> I've seen this movie enough. He, he goes, it's my father. Guys, <laughs> I can't believe it. It's my father. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he goes full on like, oh my God, uh, glam mode. The rest of Dragon Sound emerge from the house having heard what's going on mark yk kim is the most insistent he's like you got a letter is that a picture what's going on (laughs) but everyone who comes outside is under different circumstances the only one wearing a shirt is john oates our guitar player the (laughs) 
<laughs> the best part is, is uh, sorry, John Oates is also uh, not wearing a shirt. He's wearing a towel only. It's like he came out of the shower. <laughs> so oh. if, if we were uh, ever to be in a house together as a band and one of you learned and got a picture of, from the government about your father, if I were taking a shower, I hope I had the dedication enough to just put a towel around me, shampoo my hair, and I come outside and congratulate you on the fact that you've heard about your dad. Oh my gosh, gosh, my I, father! They found my father! <laughs> I, 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 guys, I take it back. I do have it. Here it goes. Thank God. My father! My father! I found my father! Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> so it was accurate. It was. You nailed the intonation perfectly. Because it, it, mean, it means so much to me that Jim found his father. Yeah, and that's yeah, gonna no. that's gonna make the alternate ending land I, even harder. Yep. Oh, can I, okay, can I, can't I say wait. this that Jim is the heart and soul of this movie? Is that <laughs> accurate to you? No, it absolutely. Is. I you know okay, but it's like like the other the other the, the other cast hasn't sold me that they actually give a fuck. No, God, especially like yet. like they're they're constantly like looking at him, getting weepy and shit, and they're and like the looks on their faces really are like, is this this again is this again like right like in the can, scene you know uh you I'm know really hungry for some grapes the first house scene <laughs> after they're eating grapes like uh, yes yeah. jim is like going into the whole situation with the defense department and how he's trying to contact them tom our musician and resident non-taekwondo expert looks so fully checked out during that scene it is insane <laughs> he basically looks at like a plug outlet on the wall at the down, <laughs> yeah. and he just does not break contact with that during that entire scene it's so funny but yeah oh my god <laughs> he found his father oh gosh um yeah so he gets like he gets all dressed up in a suit i, I think that i think there's an intervening scene or something in there but they it's gotta a get yard. a suit on it's worth mentioning i'll be very brief about this but they ask oh mark asks everyone how much money they have in their bank account oh, and <laughs> oh we, yeah. we, we come to some conclusions after this that the guitarist is the most financially stable one. Yes. <laughs> and like, uh, like uh, Tom's like, I have $200. That's the most of anyone in the band, by the way. You're right, yeah. <laughs> and then like the rest of them are like, yeah, I got about, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, 40. And like, uh, yeah, the other guy's like, yeah, I got 60. And he's like, we're going to buy him a suit so he can meet his father. Great sentiment, but I love the realism right. of that. Somebody, like, somebody have to button his pants for him. <laughs> He, he no know how. He's an orphan. <laughs> I love the improv of him getting fit for his uh, suit. Orpins. Orpins. <laughs> but uh, he's like, you look like a lawyer or something. <laughs> Great little side dialogue. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Uh. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna get the shit cut out of that suit. That's the best <laughs> part. So the band spends their last two hundred eighty dollars on this suit for him to be his father. <laughs> The suit gets absolutely wrecked in the next scene by yes. a katana. But the, wait, 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 wait! Uh, by a katana? About, what does that mean? Uh, we'll get yeah, to that. What is, what is <laughs> a what? Is that Japanese for katana? what? I think it. Hold on. Uh, what does katana I'm not, I'm mean? Not fluent. Hold on. Let me Google Siri. What is Japanese for, uh, katana to English translation? <laughs> I found this on the web. Katana means Japanese sword. Thank you, Siri. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow, I, I had no idea. 
But um, I think it's important to talk about this too. When Takiti Watiti and the other guy come in and uh, tell Derek Estrada, excuse me, Derek Estrada, excuse me, <laughs> when they come and tell uh, Yoshido, which is Storm Shadow, Storm Shadow, about Jeff's death. Yeah. Um, yes, he has he has a dialogue that I really liked. Okay, avenge Jeff's death. You will not escape the Miami Ninja. <laughs> oh my God. Miami connection. That That's the Miami connection. Will not right escape the Miami ninja who you are never can. out of Central Florida. <laughs> out of the University of Central Florida. Uh, we are cutting back a little bit before we get to the end scene, but do you guys like the scene where you know all the on-campus scenes up to this point have them been have uh, had them dress in normal clothes? There is one scene where they're walking out of the University of Central Florida, where they basically may as well be walking out of the student store where they have all bought a T-shirt for that college. <laughs> do you <laughs> like three of them are wearing UCF? <laughs> Tom is wearing a University of Central Florida like pony shirt. It's all like uh, glammed out merch from the the college so i'm glad they yeah. got to rep that but yeah uh, but yeah that's nothing against the 280 dollar suit that uh jim is about to be almost killed in yes gosh <laughs> oh, um yeah so uh uh this is where like like the the main thing i remember about this fight scene is jim's like his oh my god is dramatic it is but oh. Like he's like I I have a death scene I'm going to act the fuck out of that. Paul, scene. we have to set this up. Okay, it's true because, because as they're taking Jim, they just put suited him up. They're driving him to the airport to meet his dad. They get this. This is the alternate motor- ending. Well, they get stopped by a motorcycle gang of ninjas, <laughs> and they <laughs> casually stop the car. Like, what's going on? And they're like, "You, uh, you're gonna die." And then immediately the scene kicks off as they go into combat mode. In a jungle. <laughs> in, in the Everglades in Central Florida. Absolutely. I don't know how yeah. that happens, but that's I, what I, happens. I would, like to remind, I would like to remind everybody that the reason all of this is happening is because one band was jealous of a job that they're never going to get back because they've already had a fight with the club owner. Yes. Exactly. This and is the entire inciting incident of everything. That we're we're, we're like we're like wiping out Florida gangs and ninjas because this band couldn't get another job. Exactly. And if Jane wasn't related to Jeff and his stupid cocaine, what? How would this even happen? <laughs> okay. Well, um, I I would assume that one cop would have a. Uh, have have solved the problem eventually because you know he he really needs to get the gangs out of Central Florida. We gotta get these gangs Absolutely. out of Central Florida, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so this worked out. But, but Vader's right; they are on the way to the airport for Jim to meet his father, and all of a sudden they are in a jungle with katanas. And they're fighting these ninjas, and there's three of it's. So set this up. It's it's um it's uh was it Mike? I'm sorry. Mike, Saul, uh, Saul McCartney and Derek Estrada. Is Mark, who sorry, I, uh, I got my M's mixed up. It's Mark, oh, Mark, Wackingham, John, yeah. and Jim. Yes, and they're 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 the three that are in the in the white convertible. And the ninjas stop them. They immediately jump out and start fighting them. Jump into the creek, Everglade, whatever you want to call Everglades, it. The Everglades, sure. The nasty bacterial infested. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, we're going to get uh, to that with, with yeah, we'll, Jim we'll being that. dragged through the. Yes. So, instead of sticking with an together open wound in fighting, they start individually fighting these guys. Mark's doing great. Jim, he's kicking uh, ass. J- uh, John's doing pretty good for Red Belt, especially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jim doesn't know how to do any martial arts. No. It's very clear throughout the whole film. He's dodging swords. <laughs> and these the ninjas shape. all have whatever a Japanese sword is called. Um, and he gets <laughs> sliced across his chest. It cuts his tie. However much the tie cuts tie in half. And the, the sound that comes out of Jim's mouth is probably, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just going to play it. Thank you. In the same synth sound playing. Yeah, the same synth. This is this is Jim's sad theme right here. This yeah, is he's still dying. <laughs> and you have the sound clip. Exactly how long was that scream? I really want to know. Um it I doesn't mean- tell me. But it's at least like this. This death, this death scene is as long as Boromir's. Yes. <laughs> Vader, Vader, and I, I can't confirm to... that because I just recently watched Lord of the Rings. Yes. Vader, play, the, <laughs> play the clip one more time. And right, I'm going to do three, two, one. I've got to stopwatch. Pulled Lock up. It. Ready? Lock three, it. two, one, go. <laughs> I'm proud to say that scream was 12 seconds long. Jim! <laughs> <laughs> That's a, like, Jim, like, Jim deserves credit for being able to pull that off. Like, no I would kidding. be out of breath. Super hey, tell me about He's got a set of lungs on him. How do you do that? Especially uh, a set of lungs that have been chopped by a Japanese sword. He's <laughs> like, also got rhythm. Have you seen him on keyboard? Oh, my God. He's so good. Have you seen him on uh, Small My Foot? <laughs> yeah, pretty great. He, um, I, you know, we we mentioned the the bacteria infested stream, and I guarantee, like, okay, so I saw at the end of that scene, I I, I know I'm going backwards in the scene, but Mark tries to drag Jim Through. up the hill. Well, yeah. but after after the stream, up the hill, and he he moves that body like an inch. <laughs> And I, I like I can almost guarantee like the scene was supposed to be Mark like dragging Jim out himself and he just like couldn't. So instead of getting help, he's like, well, let's put him in the stream and we'll, <laughs> we'll let the water carry him. <laughs> so they've got with his oat like an open wound on his chest. Exactly. Drags him through the <laughs> like drag him bacterial through the, <laughs> it's 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 not enough that he's dragging an open wound chest uh through that sh- that creek it is truly like at the same time techno's right he doesn't have the technique to do it he doesn't have the strength to do it he's waterboarding his friend at the same yeah. time yes. <laughs> Look, listen guys this water is so murky it looks like mud yes it's it's it, it's like well this is a good idea let me drag his open festering wound through this Swamp. <laughs> the the other thing I had written down was that like when when these swords actually do connect, 
they they're like the dullest things ever. <laughs> like like they like they first of all they thump. Yes. They don't go shh. And they no. go <laughs> and then and then they cut back and they have like a they have like a cut there, but it's only it, it's only like a millimeter deep. It like it's it stopped immediately. <laughs> the cut looks like someone like stopped the bleeding immediately. Right. Yes. <laughs> Like the the, the, so the worst ninjas ever. Yeah, it's true. And as this is happening, uh, uh, John is still fighting ninjas, and he gets a similar wound yeah. to his back. Oh yeah. Except oh, he keeps going. He yeah. rips his shirt. He rips he both of his shirts off. Yeah. What 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 cracks me up about that is is later, and we're going to jump ahead just a little bit because it's connected. When they're driving to the hospital, um. John, who is severely wounded, is driving, while Mark, who is not wounded at all, <laughs> is in the back seat, just holding Jim, just holding Jim, going Jim, don't die, Jim. Jim, Jim, yeah, don't die. And it's like, dude, your other buddy's wounded too. That's gonna tie in perfectly to the alternate ending, and yes. we've actually kind of uh, already established that Jim gets his suit cut in half. Yeah, uh, well. well uh, if you want to talk about the alternate ending before the real ending or however you want to do it, it's fine. But this is, well, I, I, this is what ties know, jump, into the alternate. Well, jump, jump to like storm shadow is, yes. oh, is yeah. summoned. Uh, and he's he not happy that ass. his ninjas, he, he's not happy that his ninjas failed. No, someone well, you know why they failed. Exactly. Because they spent been, all their damn time meditating. Right. Yeah. They actually been, did any training. Exactly. They've been on their knees, you know, sitting in that position for 12 <laughs> For Telltale 12 days, they're yeah. all sore. And, and There's one last ninja whose knees still work, who crawls yeah. to him, bleeding to death, and says, Boss, everyone's dead. And uh, the reaction to that is, Ho, 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 decapitating he, that man. Yes. <laughs> no, he, he, sorry to correct you, Thrash. He decapitates, oh, he decapitates him, yeah. and then... <laughs> so I got the order wrong, but the laugh yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. <laughs> yes, you got the right. laugh exactly right. That's fine. I'll take that. Just it was just sequential. And right. when he chops this guy's head off, like the way they cut it oh, is God. great to me because it's like it cuts to just this little nub. Next, uh, yeah. Next, no, wording is incredible. Like yeah. unironically, I like the I like the editing on that scene. I do too. I did too. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is where like this is where we're really starting to see Mark and John go feral. Feral, and, absolutely. Like every kill, like John is terrifying like, in this. John absolutely. is terrifying. Like Covered he in is blood. going o- overkill. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's looking like I think if a relative ran up to him, he would not recognize them as a relative and would just cut right. them down in the scene. Yep. Yeah, there's there's a moment that, where he stabs one of the ninjas, and it just like there's a blood splatter scene, and it's just like it was very abrupt to me, and I was like, whoa, dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. it hangs so long, right into his face. There's three it's different like squirts. Blink. It takes ten seconds. He's just holding his pose while like ketchup style fake blood is pouring yeah. onto his face off camera. So like yep. Vader's right, this does hang way too long. Like it's it's right. off putting. Uh, but this is also where Mark Mark takes on Storm Shadow, and and we we had that foreshadowing yeah. uh, from the demonstration scene of, of how to disarm, you know, how to defeat somebody who comes at you with a knife, 
and uh and we have a we have our final battle in mark defeating the head ninja and defeating cobra um yes with that same all. technique Don't of shut fr- up. friendship yeah. honesty loyalty you know all right, that stuff. Yes. that's the move he practiced he defeated storm shadow with yeah exactly it's incredible that he was so powerful against the ninja <laughs> <laughs> Against the ninja. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay, uh, so, so head, heading toward endings. Yes. The cut, the original cut ending. Here we go. So they, they're driving Jim, who is badly wounded, He's to cut the hospital. Half. Yep. And they, uh, it, the scene cuts to uh, Mark, John, and a another uh, gentleman, a uh, gray-haired gentleman, sitting in the uh, in the waiting room of the doctor's office. And that gentleman is Jim's dad, his father. And the doctor comes out and says, "Oh my god! Says, oh my god!" Um, <laughs> he says, uh, "Well, he was badly wounded, but uh, it looks like he's going to be okay." The cuts were and, shallow enough for him. And then live. they roll Jim out in a wheelchair, and. Um, Jim's dad has some really great dialogue. I wrote down in my notes that Mark <laughs> that uh, Jim's dad's acting is gold. And here's why I think that. Jim, you're really blessed to have such wonderful friends. They really care about you. And I want you to know that now I really care too. <laughs> he sold that so hard, didn't he? He did. It sounds yeah, so I, genuine. I feel, I feel the love. I feel the love. Yep. But when you, when you learn about how the scene came about, it that scene makes so much more sense. It does because it was clearly tagged on. And Vader, I think this is the perfect opportunity to go ahead and say that was the real ending. First uh, of all, ending. comment on the fact that after getting his chest almost sliced open and probably just coming out of surgery, the doctor was immediately like, yeah, we're just going to release him to you tonight. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're going to yeah. give him under your care. Just keep an eye on him. Call me if anything like, happens. Dude was sliced in half. Right. right. It's His almost like a sign sucks. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like, like, a, like I, it, 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 I, I'm imagining the, uh, the rabies uh, uh, scene from Seinfeld. Yes. Where she goes to the doctor and she goes, do I need a shot? And the doctor goes, not shot, dog bite. Not shot that night. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, bark, bark, not bang, bang. And, That's so good. And I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm imagining it's like, you know, well, like, is there any sort of infection? He's like, not a, it's not an infection. It's a sword gash. Yeah. No, well, but, but like, is there any chance of infection? It's like, no, no, no it's a sword. It's a, a sword. sword. Like, like, shh, shh. this is. <laughs> He's like you. Yeah, you need to keep him for observation. He was dragged through the muck of Korea. Tell me about it. <laughs> okay, so call me if anything Florida. bad happens. Well, swamp bacteria got into his lungs because he was chopped in half <laughs> yeah. in the belly. You duct taped his open wound together, and now you're putting him in our care. I mean, did you hear? Did you hear his scream? Exactly. Yeah. It was Twelve seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, and you know through that, you know through that, like, like 
uh, okay, we we don't have this established from anything else, but Jim's got to be one of those guys with like an extremely low tolerance for pain. Oh god, like he yeah. gets a paper cut and he makes yeah. that same sound in the apartment, and everybody's sick of it. He's like, Jim, just fucking stop and put <laughs> button your fucking pants, dude. You know? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> If someone cries at the mail, they definitely have a low tolerance for pain. But this does tie in nicely to the alternate ending where wh- – uh, hold on. Actually, Vader, we're in a, a unique position. I want Techno and Ken – or Paul and Ken to guess the alternate ending before we uh, Ken, you go first. What do you think is the alternate ending of this? Oh, movie? shit. You're putting me on the spot. I am. So my thought watching it was that Storm Shadow – was going to end up being brothers with Kim. Oh shit! Oh dang! I love one. I love that. So and, I and, thought, and, like, you know, after he gets stabbed, his face mask could fall off, and be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's way better." Oh, that'd be that'd be interesting. That and, and that, it, w- it would have made sense because they're all orphans, right? The oh, funny thing the is, is uh, I thought. We are all orphans. We are all orphans. All orphans. The funny thing is, is Jeff ended up being the brother of that character, which makes no sense with this stupid cocaine. Uh, I had heard that that he was his brother, and that was an off-putting thing. It was was. brother. Your brother Jeff is your brother Jeff is dead. I'm like, what? They're brothers. Now that that being the case. That makes her his sister as well. Yes, exactly. I thought about that too. I was like, exactly. does that make Dane his sister? Yeah, because he asked in the club. He's like, what's your sister doing here? If they're brothers, she's your sister. I, I mean, I can kind of that. see it. They look exactly alike. They yeah, truly they, do. It's, it's truly identical. All right, Paul, your <laughs> this, guess. This family's got problems. Paul, what's your guess of the alternate ending? I, well, see, I, I really thought in the middle of it that Jim was going to die. And uh, and then you know it was like miss the miss the um, uh, reunion with with the father. Good guess. It is a good guess because that is exactly what happens. <laughs> and uh, basically, when uh, you know our our bass player John is driving the car after the fight, uh, Jim is completely sliced open. I think this is a, a scene that is included in the you know original cut where they're getting him to the hospital. Weirdly enough, in the alternate cut, they are driving a sliced open gym to the hospital, and YK Kim is completely insistent that they have to, uh, you know, take care of him. He's like, Jim, don't die, don't die, hang on, hang on. And uh, John, the bass player, says over and over from the driver's seat, We have to keep going, we can't stop, hang on, you, you're not gonna die. And all of a sudden, against all of that impulse, YK Kim says, John, pull over. What? Yes. He he pulls the car over and parks it in a dirt parking lot. While oh, like, we didn't have enough bacteria. Hold exactly. On. <laughs> while, while Jim is still bleeding out, Jim is selling the other half of the scene by like truly just fading out, saying like, you know, thank you. Like, I I need to see my father. I need to see my father. Jim absolutely dies in the car at the end of the alternate ending. While yes, the perfect shot has been lined up because the reason, obviously, that YK Kim told John to pull over in this dirt parking lot is so that a plane could fly perfectly while the camera pans up 
over Jim dying. Oh, you and landing me. <laughs> landing on a runway. And my Are favorite you kidding? My favorite ADR in this entire movie is in the alternate ending that was yes. not even included. And it is John very matter of flat very matter of factly just saying, Oh, that's the plane Jim's father's landing on. Oh my god. And then insane <laughs> credits. Jim dies. That's the alternate ending. That's the alternate ending. Wow. So they, <laughs> so, they, did, they didn't have Thomas Sowell, uh, yeah. noted economist, appear <laughs> in this movie at all as Jim's father. Exactly. So, Could you imagine? It's important, it's important to know why this alternate ending happened. Because when YK Kim was going to distribute this movie, he sent it to over 100 distributors, and they all turned him down. And he went to a film fest and he said, hey, would you like my movie? And one of the guys that was considering it, which I don't think he was, he was just trying to help him out. He goes, you really got to like in this on a lighter note. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So he went and reshot that end scene that we got at the original take to make Jim live instead of die. And That's well, why I, we got it. I, I, I love the, I love the real, the, the, the final ending I because it, well, one of the things it does is it for the first time in the movie, it considers Mark the main character because he's not, he's not. <laughs> but, but noted economist Thomas Sowell. And, and, and I, I say that cause like uh, I saw him, I, like I'm a huge Thomas Sowell fan and, but I saw this dude, like this actor, uh, who I actually couldn't find anywhere. Um, but he, uh, he, he had the same kind of salt and pepper hair that Thomas Sowell did and the same kind of giant glasses that Thomas Sowell had. It just looked remarkably like him. And so I, I was like, Oh, it's Thomas Sowell. That's awesome. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Thomas Sowell turns to Mark. It's like, Mark, thank you for all you've done with, for my son. And it's like, well, I mean, you know, like John was there too. <laughs> right. John killed some ninjas, dude. Tell like, me about it. And you know, Mark is like, I would do anything for your son. Anything. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, so would the rest are, of the band, clearly. We, yeah, we were like family. I even feed him my grapes. He fed my I son grapes. grapes. I feed him grapes all the time. <laughs> God, I love this movie. I love that we said God. that in context passionately. He fed on grapes. <laughs> We're all orphans. Like, it's like he's treating Mark like, and I'm sitting there wondering, it's like, why does he think that Mark did all this by himself? Did Mark tell him that? <laughs> you know? Has he been sitting there and Mark was like the entire time is like, and then I did this to the motorcycle gang. And meanwhile, like, like John's over in the corner is like, gosh, that dude never shuts up. And anyways, <laughs> it cracked me up. Yeah. It's it, yeah, they, they, they wheel him out and it's like, all right, he's ready to go. <laughs> Goodbye. And then when they wheel him out, that is the end credit scene in the original movie. Mm -hmm. Done. There's only, like we don't have the rest of the cast there, which I thought was weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, it's just John, Mark, Jim, and Jim's father. Noted economist Thomas Soul. <laughs> <laughs> and uh in credit scene. And then we get uh what is the song they ended with, Thrash? You don't have to check on that because uh I, I don't remember. You know, I don't either because I feel like it's one of the you know songs we've already heard, but I also feel like it maybe <laughs> is it is it the thirtieth time that we've heard? 
Yes, probably so. I um, think that is, but all the music in this movie really sells. It's the whole. incredible. It really is. It, it, I, it, I will legit go on record and say the music in this film is great. I, I can't thank you guys enough for taking my recommendation because I could not be more excited. could not have been more excited to talk about this movie with this group of people. And it has proved me right because, uh, we're like-minded in a lot of ways. We're also just good comedic minds and music minds, but God, this, this movie has a little bit of everything that doesn't quite work and also does at the same time completely. I just, yeah, I adore it. hundred percent. Um, I will say that after this, after this movie was filmed, um, it cle- clearly wasn't received well. Uh, it got a moniker in the local um, central Florida area for being the worst movie of 1987. <laughs> and to make matters worse, that YK Kim spent over $1 million producing this movie. This movie had a budget. He spent a lot of money making this happen, and it almost bankrupted him. Um, I don't it, know, man. Like, Three Men and a Baby came out that year. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's debatable. <laughs> but it this movie almost wasn't even thought of. Until somebody bought the 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 reel off eBay for I think it was forty dollars, they bought the the original cut. So one thing I haven't mentioned yet is uh, you know Ken mentioned that uh, his version opened up with the introduction of Grandmaster YK Cam. That's a great introduction. It absolutely is. The Draft House Films Blu-ray Collector's Edition that I have opens up with a one screen. And I will send this to you guys as a screenshot on Discord. But it literally says that all of the footage of Miami Connection was almost lost to a flood in 2004. They restored all of the footage that you and each, every person in this uh, podcast recording has seen from the negatives. And so I'm so glad that 2004 Hurricanes did not wipe this movie yeah. out of existence because it almost it's, did. it's become one of my favorites. And uh because somebody bought it off eBay for $40, they had some connections with the Alamo Draft House, which is a great place, by the way. I've been mm-hmm. there a couple of times. I know, tech, I know uh, Paul has. Yeah. Um, but they re-released it and did a premiere in 2012 and invited all the cast back out to uh, for the premiere, and they actually did the whole band uh, re-release. Yeah, and uh, they have live footage of that, and it's it's incredible. If you buy the, um, if you go out and you you look at the uh, the Alamo Draft House, uh, if you buy it from there, or if you get the DVD like or the Blu-ray like Thrash has, you can watch all that footage. And these people hadn't thought about this movie for forty years, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and it's just kind of cool to see them come back straight back into it, and people are loving it. Like the crowd is excited. It's a legit crowd. It's what they wanted originally. It's what YK Kim was trying to do. Um, right. So it comes full circle, except, you know, just delayed a little bit. I have a list here of the top 50 movies released in 1987. Ooh. Read every single one of them. <laughs> every single one. Well, most of them I haven't heard of. Let's see. Of note here is La Bamba. Oh, sorry. I don't know why this is <laughs> happening. I've fucking suck i'm so sorry <laughs> all right i'm not giving you all 50 i'm just gonna hit the highlights that i recognize so we got la bamba at 47 monster squad at 41 that was a good movie 
Hell yeah, Monster Squad rocks. Number 40 was Eddie Murphy Raw. 39, Witches of Eastwick. Adventures in Babysitting at 33. Mm. Uh, that's a fun movie. Related to Karate Kid. I love it. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. That's at, uh, what, 30. Beverly Hills Cop 2 at 25. Nice. Fatal Attraction at 22. The Running Man. Hellraiser. The Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Yes. Uh, uh, great. Fifteen. Uh, sack solo. Esteen came out in 87? No, at 15, I this wasn't even planned. Good morning, Vietnam! <laughs> I love the soundboard. Uh, yeah! That rules. Dirty That's Dancing, fun, Raising Arizona, Spaceballs. Very good. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Evil Dead 2. Nice. Robocop. Lethal Weapon. Oh, original. Nice. The Untouchables. Predator. The Princess Bride. There's a lot of good films. And Full Metal Jacket. Holy. 87 was stacked. No kidding. It was. That was a great year. Needless to say, even if Miami Connection was consistent, they didn't have a chance. 51, I'd put it at. (laughs) Just missed the list. 51? Uh, I think I would, too. I do. uh, I do. I want to suggest to y'all another movie that is not a bad movie, um, but it is a Taekwondo movie. That kind of flopped, but is still pretty well regarded. It, you know, it's it's definitely got some cheese to it, but it's a 1989 film called Best of the Best. That was a great movie. Yeah. Oh. So Eric Roberts and James Earl Jones star in it. Eric Roberts I'm sold. is a black James belt. Jones. Yeah. Eric Roberts is a black belt in Taekwondo. So he did his, you know, he, he did the fights and it's, it's about, uh, a tournament where the kind of, kind of the American team is trying to beat the, the South Koreans and a uh, very good film. Uh, I love it. Uh, also of note, it's the only role Eric Roberts ever played where he wasn't a complete asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, that's a rare casting. You're exactly right. So yeah, like, uh, uh, you know, we, we never had a hit like a karate kid type thing, but, uh, but there, uh, a couple of years later, we did get a, a, a really solid Taekwondo film. Now, have you seen Best of the Best 2? Oh, I haven't. Is, um, it, is it worth watching? No. <laughs> well, you can still see it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Thrash, did you, have, had you seen that one? No, I haven't. And like I said at the top of this podcast, I defer all movie choices for this kind of reunion to you guys because uh, I've hit my bucket list. I'm ready for you guys to recommend movies to me that I have not seen, and that makes me excited. Well, we can't we can't do best of the best as a bad movie night because it's a good one. <laughs> but yeah. oh, I do think we should live but, stream. But y'all should, yeah, y'all well, should we'll just watch, watch it then. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. If it's not a bad movie, cool. we'll just watch it. Yeah, that'd be great. Down. I'm totally. We down. should do a watch party of Lamageddon. Yes. I'm game. You brought that up. You did, and I was drunk enough not to remember it last time, but I do. Uh, oh. I'm sober enough to remember now. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you my recommendation for, um, but it, we have to wait till Halloween, and that's Troll Two. Oh, Troll Two, I've seen, so I'm, I'm, yes. I, I cannot wait I, for that too. I've seen yeah. that movie probably four or five times, and it, it needs to be, it needs to be reviewed by this podcast. That's true. It's not, it's, it's not an action movie, but that's not the premise. It's just a, a great bad movie. Yes. So uh, Troll 2 is that category That's, for sure. Whenever it's my turn, I'll be respectful. Whenever it's my turn, I'm good for Lamageddon, whatever Paul wants. 
and then yeah. in October. I defer to you three. <laughs> you guys have let me achieve my dreams. I'm going to sit out the recommendations and just enjoy whatever happens from now on. But I'm so happy we watched this. Yeah, I, I did. I did find Best of the Best two on YouTube, but it doesn't look like Best of the Best one is streaming anywhere. Unfortunately, uh, you can you can rent or buy at places, but there's not. I'm gonna have not, to look that up, mostly because it has James Earl Jones, and I'm kind of a fan. Yeah, it's good. Look, you yeah. like your dad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, be a kid. You have a dad. I, I thought we were all, uh, all orphans. Wait, I thought we were all orphans. <laughs> orphans. Orphans. You know, I have to be honest. But I don't uh, like him because he left us. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> By the way, that applies to me about 10 times during this recording, and I apologize for that. I had no intention to do that, but it did happen, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly queued up. There we go. It was so fast. You're a cunt. <laughs> 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 well, that proves it. Techno had that ready. Oh gosh! I need Guess you to what? send me the link to that. Oh, anyway, yeah. I'm gonna send it to people. <laughs> Anyone listening? I thank you for listening. And I'm a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> i love you guys oh gosh oh we uh, we gotta wrap this up this was a long one but it was thank y'all for joining this was a this was a good one i i like this movie it's so much fun uh yk kim if you ever get a chance to listen to this uh we we, we did this out of love and respect because uh uh yes uh, yeah we i i i i'll speak for myself but i after this whole project i i came to really like you <laughs> so Oh yeah. my god, that makes me so I happy. Cam, you're incredible. Now, yeah, before really, we end, really enjoyed it. I, I, I've definitely heard, you know, Paul's and Vader's take on this movie. Ken, what is your rating? How did you enjoy this? To be honest, yeah, it was nowhere near as good as Samurai Cop. It's hard to hit that mantle. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think the biggest problem was the pacing. I definitely agree with that because the as pacing we were talking was about, absolutely awful. As we were talking about the movie that I've seen 20 times, I could not, I could literally probably recite a lot of the scenes for you. Could not tell you for the life of me, what order they happen in. <laughs> yep. That's well, I mean, the we, problem with this. I, I, I had to be very careful when I did my notes and, and I, I understand exactly why y'all were going back and forth because people who are listening to this probably like, why aren't they, where were they all over the place? Because this movie was all over the place. Exactly. It was it's, like, what, what? It doesn't it's hard have any to remember. It's hard to remember. It's hard to it. It's There's hard to no true structure. I, I, had to, I, think I, I had to be very intentional when I <laughs> yes. did my notes. All right. This scene, this scene, this scene. If you look at my notes, uh, which I'm not going to post anywhere, but I had to do it that way because I'm like, okay, yep. And I did it in a certain order. But otherwise, I would have been on the exact same page as I don't remember when this happened. It's kind because of amazing that I think it, I said, yeah, go uh, ahead. Okay, real quick. I, I, I said in our chat at some point, I think it's ambitious for them to try to make a connection to Miami since they can't even have a connection between the scenes. It's so funny. Exactly. That's, that's, that was the problem with doing this. I can't remember when things happen because nothing Same. is connected. And I've no, seen it like 20 nothing, times. Nothing mat like nothing matters from one scene to the next. It all works together, but it does not work in order. 
that's the crucial yep. takeaway. Yeah. Like it really does have that factor. But, and yes, you know, Samurai have, Cop is the best of the best of the worst. Over, yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. But they have like great callbacks, you know, like the the stabbing, the knife stabbing. It's like it was a great callback. Yeah, there's plenty like, of connections, absolutely. Miami but connections. It was like it didn't it didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> well, I cannot thank you all enough each of you for watching this on my whim. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, anytime we do this in the future, can't wait to see what you guys bring to the table. Lamageddon, whatever. I'm excited. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Well, thanks everybody for listening. We will be back soon. Uh, We do appreciate you. Um, We'd appreciate you more if you just leave a fucking review already. Uh, But that's (laughs) really, that's really your problem. It's not mine. Exactly. Except it is my problem too, so now it's both of ours. And, hey, uh, have y'all have y'all gotten any uh, subscriptions to your uh, Patreon? We don't have a Patreon. Uh, the one that oh. Vader. Oh wait, I don't want to give it away. But yeah, uh, <laughs> check on that every once in a while. Yeah, you yeah, guys do you have should. a Patreon, whether you're aware of it or not. That's fine. <laughs> uh, too. It's inconsequential. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Patreon.com/slash Tuesday Suck Podcast. Yeah, and uh, go subscribe. It's a crazy tier, but it will be worth it. And uh, you should you should go do it. You can hang out with us whenever you want if you do that. And uh, I will take this. uh, Speaking of shameless plugs, I will shamelessly plug my stream, which has become as inconsistent and hard to catch as a remote island pirate radio broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) I am now still every Tuesday for one hour to three hours, exclusively streaming Creed Bloodborne. For maybe, you know, very limited time. So come hang out. Come don't. It doesn't matter. More like every third or fourth Tuesday. Uh-huh. Rave is right. That's accurate. Like I said, it's, ha- it's hard to catch and accessible as a pirate radio broadcast. That's me. Love you. Paul has completely moved ahead in the streaming wars. And oh I take full credit for that. You know, it's no contest. And uh, Rave, you've been on every single one of those. So the fact that you guys have united against me makes me proud. And I love it. I love to see. Oh it. gosh, I can't wait no. for the next stream because last stream uh, we beat a Realm Reborn. Yes. Oh my God, and you guys are. Oh wait. Oh, I can't wait to see you play the in between. Well, the that's DLC. not going to happen for a while because the same day we built our our uh, free company house. Yes. And I have spent so much time making furniture and decorating. There's stuff that I don't think Rave has seen in there yet. <laughs> Just I've, I've been in there. Now I will say. Watching you guys interior decorate a house will be far more interesting than the filler that happens between a realm reborn yep. and the next patch. I just I want to prepare things. you guys. It is just going to well, be a, a some lot of, of it, and then the end. It is freaking amazing. Oh God, yes. Now I'm saying uh, I, I brought this up. This is completely separate as a nerd, but please stick with it. Don't give up on the filler. This story only gets better, and I'm yep. so excited to see you guys play it. That yeah, that that has been. Uh, an issue with the game, yes, is that there is overall just an amazing story. It really that, is. It's incredible. that drags a lot in drags. It's so crazy. Slightly better than Miami Connection. You know what, <laughs> Ken? You make a good point. You guys, some got of this. some of it is some of it is just as random. Like you know, we were preparing to fight um, one of the primals, and uh, we went on a quest to go look at asses on the beach for a while. And I was like, "Why are we right?" I'm trying sure. to check okay. your friend because he found out about his dad. <laughs> All right, uh, I, I took a side quest. It's kind of I, I thought he was an orphan. 
Yeah, I, oh. I took a side quest called Drink for the Orpins, and I have to go to a, a biker bar and drink a Orpins. a tiny Dixie cup full of Miller Lite? What's going on? <laughs> what are these boobs doing here? Anyway, oh I've, had a, I've had a great time. Yeah, it was great. Oh um, if, if you allow me, I'll shamelessly self-plug uh, my musical album that I released in yeah. November. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's I called go Dragon Sound. Audience. It's called Dragon <laughs> Sound, and we sing s- songs about Taekwondo and friendship. Um, no, in all seriousness, uh, Jelly Jambros is my artist name, and uh, my album Pink Tuxedos released in uh, November. And if you could go give it a listen and let me know what you think, I'd appreciate it. Um, I stream on occasion on Vader Kid Zero Eight on uh, Twitch. No, you don't. Uh, and uh, <laughs> hopefully soon I'll be streaming more uh, to have a schedule change. I streamed last week, um, which will be what two weeks or three weeks when you hear this. But uh, hopefully I'll have a couple in between now and then. So yeah, all me on Vader Kid Zero Eight, and uh, yeah, we'll see you around. Hell yeah! All right. Well, in that case. Oh wait, that's me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> I was really hoping you were about to play. You know that kind? <laughs> I didn't like him because he left us.